I won. Ladies and gentlemen, it's the it's the boy grin. I just popped so hard when I saw that's that's shoot man. He's the master <laughs> of branding around here. Um, this is a show that we wasn't supposed to do an hour ago, uh, but here we are to not even review Dark because I didn't watch any of it. It was on. Uh, it lasted twenty four minutes. Uh, <laughs> so here we are. Yeah, to talk about something. I don't know what. Uh, Jeremy Lambert has joined us here. You know, if you've watched us on Twitch, we're just about an hour and a half together reviewing Impact Wrestling, which I believe Confirmed Shoot is not going to do here tonight on Patreon. <laughs> so I refer it to you, Shoot. I mean, you text me. You said, are you watching Dark? Do you want to talk about it? So here we go, bro. Yeah, it's a pretty good rib right there. Um, I was bored, so I was like, hey, man, like, let's just go live after Dark and we'll talk about Dark. And then... <laughs> And then it turns out Dark was four matches long in 24 minutes. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, oh, God. Well, here we are. Uh, dinner. Like, I'm... I just finished dinner. Like, I was worried we weren't going to be able to start in time because I was, I did not, again, I did not realize that Dark, which is normally 60 to 90 minutes long, was going to be 24 minutes long. You didn't, you didn't see the preview gimmick of the it was four matches well yeah but they usually do a bunch of tweets and you can't really keep track of it all and yeah so i just assume um i mean i know we know things i don't even know if they've done all the matches yet like i feel like they still have more stuff from that taping no i think they i think they've done them all because they're really? doing um because if they had more they they would have just aired them yeah. so they're doing live rampage and dynamite so they'll tape some that's stuff right. dark and then they're doing the next set of universal tapings a week from sunday so okay. i think yeah. they're out of universal this was the last set of them i just want because it i mean they tape like 50 some matches but maybe yeah i guess that's probably right i just like because you know the, this buy-in thing that's happening now i don't know if you guys <laughs> heard about this i've heard yeah yeah and uh i guess that can still tape dark before that though i would assume they'll take dark tape dark on friday and elevation on saturday um dukes yes. that's a great question the chat has asked me where i got this shirt um, <laughs> you can get this shirt and many others like it um including a shirt uh of a tweet that bob o'neill made that said he <laughs> um, which which we have sold one of um, you can get these at late night your one-stop shop for all things grin. Um, oh, we guys. Forgot to, we forgot to do our Synergy branding at the beginning of the show. Um, you are uh, watching LateNightGrin.com. <laughs> did you tweet this so I can retweet it? Well, he yeah, did. Okay, okay. There it is. This is, of course, the measuring stick of wrestling conversational content. Oh, guys. And, and the longest-running weekly episode yeah. live stream that confirmed shoot appears on on the internet. So I'm gonna I'm gonna pitch this because you guys aren't doing anything else, right? I don't know anything tonight. You guys want to listen to a Tony Khan interview where he buries Raw? Just uh, live on air? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if we that? I mean if we can legally yeah. do it, then sure. I mean I, I'll be honest, I mostly want to just listen to the raw burial. I don't want to hear him like fucking losing his mind about Joey Janela versus <laughs> 
I mean, Pro it's ball. a 21-minute interview. I yeah, don't that's, know. that's very long. Man. All right, I'm going to listen I'm gonna listen to it, and when I get to the okay. ball barrier. Locate the, locate oh, the pot, yeah. right? All right? Locate the green. So that's All great. right. My mic will be um, on mute. Okay. Um, what was what was I going to – oh, yeah, this is where the big bob plays. Yes, that's a good one too. It's a new one, folks, where the big bob plays. What about when I announced him for this show tonight, Shoot? Yeah, didn't even tell him. Coward, where is he? I've made a decision before I hit send tweet. Like, if Bob likes this tweet, I'm going to just announce him for it. And he liked it within, like, I mean, two seconds. And I thought, <laughs> what else could he be doing? I mean, I forget that he's a sports fan and he does his little blog and all that stuff, doesn't he? Bless his heart. Um, I don't understand why he doesn't just watch the sports while he's on here. To be honest, man, and I don't say this lightly, but there's a lot of evidence that Bob O'Neill was a piece of shit. I don't know if you've if you've really sat down and looked at it, but like I was talking to some friends and family about about Bob as like as I often do, um, and I'm not sure we should keep you know associating with him to be honest. Like he's not, no one's holding him accountable. You know, did That's you see fair. that tweet about emojis? No, I didn't actually. Dude, he tweeted as oh, a wait, man, yeah. as a man. Why are you using so many emojis? That's some Mark Henry shit, bro. Yeah, Who is holding me, him accountable, Shoot, What's going on? That made me pretty sad. Um, <clears throat> you know, I learned a long time ago um, that trying to change people is a fool's errand. Um, the thing about Bob O'Neill that you have to remember is he has some redeeming qualities. <laughs> But on the whole, <laughs> he's a very below average human being. Great. Yeah. Speaking of which, I, <laughs> I'm doing this thing where I just say stuff and hope something else comes in my head as I'm just filling air <laughs> with random. Bro, you really said Bob and it was a below average human being. Yeah. <laughs> It's not even like colorful. You just fucking demean the man. <laughs> oh, God bless. Well, folks, we are literally on this show with zero yeah. idea but, of what we're doing. Um, oh, which we'll figure out. our best shows. I feel like this is probably not going to be one of those, but yeah, um, it'll be fun. What Guys, we can talk heard? about. Oh, I'm going to jump in here and be the Tony Khan interview correspondent. Okay. Have you heard of this phrase, WYW? No. No? Uh -huh. Tony Khan is uh, coining this phrase. I assume it'll be trademarked and on T-shirts soon. It stands for Watch Your Wrestling. He's very fired up about this uh, this phrase that he has coined. Boy, a fucking dog. <laughs> WYW, guys. Get ready to, to see him a lot. Watch your wrestling. Look, I like Tony Khan, but I don't see the point in sitting around just coming up with branding and catchphrases and just repeating <laughs> them over and over again. <laughs> <laughs> that was good shit. Um, <clears throat> Joseph, I spent more time than I care. Yeah. This is so, this is the power putting you over here for the Judas effect into light tube thing. It's good shit. I've also. Jeremy, are you aware of Y2MDK? I, I, exp I explained it to him. It's fine. Um, <laughs> I've also popped that on. What are you going to say, shoot? Sorry. 
I spent some time today trying to figure out, you know, uh, the old WWE uh, teaser that says the power is back. Indeed, yes. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to figure out how to make a late night grin one of those. It just says the measuring stick. <laughs> so that may or may not be coming soon because I may not be able to figure it out. Maybe a little, little bit above my pay grade, but um, yeah. I, um, does does like does AEW have that kind of showy branding? They they need something like that, you know. Like so, I said the where the big Bob plays. That's one of the best ones to do. Where the big boys plays is an all timer, right? Because that basically meant like steroids. Who cares? Um, they, they seem to be leaning into the home of professional wrestling. God guys, bless, which is guys. very good. Yes, Jeremy. TK is uh, he's backing off a little bit. <laughs> he's he's saying, you know, we'll see what happens. I'm not saying for sure we're gonna win, but we're gonna put the on the better show. He's They're not gonna win. Fucking coward. Off. Yeah. They're not going to win, it's but here's the thing. Who cares? <laughs> well, I think, honestly, we're seeing good examples as of late of why competition is good. Yeah. Because, like, you know Big E winning the WWF title? Well, we would have done it differently, and it was definitely, like, done in response to some shit. That's kind of why this stuff rules, because they had to put the belt on a guy that we like. <laughs> Let's be real shit. Mick Foley does not win the WWF title if he was around from 2010 to 2015 rather than 96 to 2. Like, yeah, that's kind of the idea, man. you got to put the belt on guys that we like to try and make us watch. It's, it's good. It's good for wrestling. I mean, look, it's very – you can't even deny the fact that we're literally getting Brian Danielson versus Minoru Suzuki because the WWE decided to do an extra half hour of SmackDown. Only reason it's happening. Yep. Um, you can get bogged down in the rating stuff. Um, you know, we had our initial reaction when he did the tweet on Friday night. We were like, oh, no. And look, I don't – I can't speak for Joseph, but I think I can, honestly, for, on this particular topic. We don't actually care whether they win or not. We just don't want to read the fucking tweets um, when WWE beats them <laughs> um, <laughs> because they're not going to win. We all saw the Rampage number on Friday. like, yeah. Um, but – we're still going to win because we're getting this fucking match. We're getting Bobby Fish versus Lee Moriarty, which is going to be fucking awesome. Um, you know, Punk's going to just be uh, even more fired up than normal, probably. Uh, I'm sure he's yeah. opening the show. Uh, who cares, man? Like, this is a great time to be a wrestling fan. Um, you can get – look, we, we talk shit about WWE – uh, we may or may not sell a T-shirt that references WWE. Um, but at the end of the day, I just want to like AW, man. Like, I'm not really looking. There you go. Jack Sack. Holy shit. Unknown member of the chat here with very, very good insight. As long as you have friends by your side, you've already won. It's true, isn't it, shit? That is true. We've learned that lesson many times. Now, look, in all seriousness, um, wrestling fucking rules right now. Uh, one of my top five matches for Brian to have if he left WWE is happening on YouTube as a pop. Um, basically, a gesture of Tony showing how big his dick is. Uh, I, I'm fired up. I'm excited. I I understand this as a counterpoint completely that Raw is still bad. I don't watch it. All I'm saying is hot shotting while 
this isn't actually hot shown because he's not in the promotion. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying yeah. is weird shit like this is just like on a whole actually good. Yeah. Like because it's generally interesting, firstly, to talk about for us dipshits. But these are the stories we enjoy, man. I mean, people still talk about Goldberg winning that belt and whether it was the right or wrong. That's 23 years ago. Right. <laughs> That's what it's all about. This gets some fucking moments in time that we can circle and have some fun with and discuss. Like, it's been so boring for so long. Seriously. Like, they're doing Suzuki on YouTube, brother. This, I mean, I know you, I'm not telling you this. You know, I'm, I'm, I know you're aware, but, like, how, imagine wasting this moment by, like, talking about how it actually means you can watch all of SmackDown. It's like, well, and the other thing is like, you know, I saw people saying, why isn't it on Rampage? It's like, brother, we're going to get this shit. They're going to get way more time. Yep. There's not going to be any commercials. Like, why are you complaining? Like, I, I think sometimes people need to sit back and like figure out why they're complaining. Okay. <laughs> so here's why. Let's be honest there. They're complaining because their attempt is, and I understand this because I've been there, their attempt is to do a both sides play where they basically say, if WWE did this, it'd be looked at as desperate. AEW's doing it and everyone's being happy about it, okay? Now, I know, understand, I understand why there's nuance and context there that's being completely lost in saying something like that, but I do also get that is probably in some ways true. <laughs> I don't think you can actually make the argument without understanding why that is true. Cause I think there's pretty obvious reasons and it's a completely different thing. Like who does it just wouldn't happen over there for, right. for reasons that frankly, isn't even like a knock on them. They just don't operate that way. They're not fucking booking a new Japan guy to work main event out of the blue. It's, it's yeah. not their thing. But when they do this both sides, they lose themselves in like, they're trying to be this kind of level headed character. When in reality, I think it's better. We all just log on and go all oh, fucking hell, you know, because this is awesome. And it is a moment in time, and it's it's not a match. Let's be honest, if we're really being like analytical about it, they aren't blowing anything. It's not a hot shot. There is no fucking angle needed for this. It's a dream match. You just book it. Now, doing it on YouTube is probably a little nuts, but like... Is it, though? I mean, No, not really, because Suzuki's more for the hardcores anyway. So, yeah. I, I don't know. I, I think it's just... It's a great time. Um, I just want to shout out Dukes here. Strong words from Bob, considering he literally is this emoji, of course, with a famed cowboy hat because Bob is a pervert. Um, Mark Henry. Yeah, that was interesting. The holding hat. Mark Henry is awful. Yeah, Shoot, Mark please. Henry's. What are we going to do about Mark, man? Because it seems like he's good off air, but good Lord. I text you. I said, listen, every once in a while, I'll think King's too much on them shows. And then he comes off and it's like a funeral. Yeah. Because when he, the thing about Eddie Kingston is he chews the scenery and he shouts over the top of everyone. Right. Now, I'm not saying either of those things are good, but what happens is it forces Paul White to be like energetic because he has to get his shit in, right? And he enjoys right. Eddie. And so Mark comes on and he's mumbling into the mic and he sounds bored and like, and Paul matches his energy and Paul gets worse. It's a real shame. Mark, uh, he's an interesting character. Um, there's some positives to him being there, there's some big negatives to him being there. He's a really bad television announcer. Um, that thing on Busted Open Radio is just like, come on, it's 2021, man. Like, that's not how the world operates anymore, nor should it. Um, but then he also does a lot of charity work. Um, yeah. I don't know. I, I'd be really happy with him just having a behind-the-scenes role. Probably not going to happen because we know how Tony is and, you know, mm -hmm. he's, he's, 
offered him this role, so he's going to let him keep doing it, even though he did already pull him off Rampage and put him on YouTube. So that kind of tells you that Tony was at least well, aware of what's happening. But what's interesting is Paul White said himself, and it was it went under the radar, but he actually said in, in the interview with Chris Van Vliet, he goes, if I'd have known there was another show coming, I would have tried to be the color guy on that, but we've got elevation, and that's cool. Yeah. So he, he kind of... yeah. Not in like a bitchy way, but he kind of suggested like, hey, man, I'd like to be announced on TV. We've got two TV shows. And like, I think Paul's good enough to do that, especially if you put Paul with Taz or someone that's really good at their, at their yeah. shit. Um, I think Paul I is know. the definition of fine. Like, Yes. He doesn't really add anything. He doesn't detract in any way. He's just he's just kind of there. Because it has to be said, and I'm, I'm very good at zoning announcers out. When Mark was on commentary last night, it – brought the energy to such a level that it was almost like a, it was like a horrible watch at times. It was like, yeah. you were just sort of sitting there and because the crowd was, it was really early it appeared. They taped that from what I could get. The place didn't look like it filled out at all. Like there was like the Ty Conti match and like Ty Conti rules, right? Like she's infectious, but like she's doing her moves to basically silence. Yeah. And Mark is just like <laughs> the Olympics. And then she did the, she <laughs> Even like he's, it's just brutal. I, I don't know. The See, best this, is, this is interesting. I I would be tempted to put to do Jerry's show as like the color guys, but then Taz deserves a spot, so I don't know what you yeah. do. Yeah, I don't dislike Jericho as much as a lot of people do. Um, Me either. Both as an announcer and in general. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, there was a point. Uh, remember when like eight people started chanting for Crowbar? And Mark Henry said something like, crowd's going nuts for Crowbar. Got a love the AEW audience. He's only been here for one match and listen <laughs> to him. They're already into Crowbar. And he's like, this is sad, bro. Came across like some non-AEW shit. I was going to say a promotion, but I'm not going to do that. This was like the worst week of C-shows since we've started watching them regularly. And I don't even think it's close. Wow. Yeah, you're right. But you got the FTR match. FTR match was incredible. Um, Ruby and and Sakura was good, but I would have loved to seen them get about five more minutes. Um, yeah, really have them like you know it was fine, but um, everything else was just even the eight man that I was excited about was kind of a mess. Um, yeah, I didn't like that match. That Janela and Crowbar match. Oh yeah, sorry to hear that. <laughs> um, and then they get the bar in the blue meaning like a four minute promo where they hug each other like thirty five times. Oh bless them! No, they meant so well, but yeah. Oh, I know, but it's just. We'll in it's fairness cool. though, we will never forget that show starting with Penelope's entrance and realizing that Tony wasn't there because that, yeah, that was, was incredible. I wonder what happened there. I assume it was just they were early because again, it looked like it was half. Yeah. Poor Penelope, by that's like her hometown, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> She's out there at like four in the afternoon. <laughs> Inspiring the silence. Yeah, I don't know. It's, it was weird. Um, this weekend, though, shoot, it was like a safe bet to be pretty fucking awesome. So, well, yeah, that, I guess. we got a. Uh, now we got the buy-in with two matches that look awesome, and you know they're both going long because they're the only two matches. Apparently, um, I mean they could always add something, but they let's, probably won't. Let's talk about that. They're doing a draw, right, Suzuki and Brian? Wouldn't surprise me. I don't think Brian will like. I don't think Brian's losing, but I think he would almost be hesitant to just like beat Suzuki. For a sh- like being seen, it's been honest here. What is this? His fifth match. Yeah, and he have two draws already. 
I mean, I don't care. That's just funny. That's just peak Daniel. He's gonna. He's winning this weekend anyway because he's beaten. Oh yeah, he's gonna beat Okay, look, I don't know. I'll be honest, you. I would not be shocked if Suzuki just beat him. I think think Brian will beat him. Maybe, yeah. It's why. Can I just say, I actually, I want to get this off my chest because it frustrated me. I don't, you know this shit. I very seldom actually scroll the timeline these days, but I was looking for compliments regarding the distraction because we had a big announcement today. And there was a lot of them, thankfully. So I was scrolling, having fun. And some of these accounts, man, I can't tell you how ignorant it is to pretend you're worried about Brian's health because he's facing Minoru Suzuki. Like, listen, Minoru Suzuki hits kind of hard, I'm sure. Like, this is a guy that will legitimately wrestle 25-minute matches and take one bump. There is a lot more dangerous hands Brian Danielson could be in than Minoru Suzuki. And the idea that because he's a Japanese guy that has strong style as the house style of his promotion that he currently works in, we just are going to brand him as dangerous. He's honestly one of the most ignorant things that wrestling Twitter does consistently. Not all Japanese wrestlers are going to work the same. He's like 51 and he never gets hurt, basically. I mean, it's concern calling. <laughs> it is, but it's just it, the fact that he's so laced with ignorance in terms of the Japanese talent really frustrates me, you know? Yeah. Like, look, don't get me wrong. If Suzuki, maybe Suzuki's going to hit him with a forearm in the chin and knock him out and I'll look like an idiot. But that dude's like, he ain't the guy to be throwing that shit at. And the idea that he's more dangerous than some dipshit that just came out of a warehouse, like, get the fuck out of here, man. Like, I mean, that shit can happen in any match. That's that's yeah. going to be a, a narrative with, with every match that Danielson has for the rest of his career, yeah. fair or unfair. Um, I get it to a degree. Um, I think people are overplaying it, especially now that he's not in WWE anymore. Um it's just another convenient thing to to do your your Twitter trolling about, but yeah. Look, I mean, he's a forty year old man. Like, <laughs> I don't. I mean, I, I seriously, I don't know what I don't know what I'm supposed to do. Like, if if he wants to be a professional wrestler and and um, his wife is on board with it, and you know, his doctors have obviously cleared him. Like, who am I to sit here and and like get mad about it and? You know, it's just like the like. There's all the stuff that people do in independent wrestling that that I don't like and wouldn't recommend doing. You know, um, but I'm not gonna. I don't go on Twitter and go on rampages about it because yes. and these are people doing things they. You know, if you were pressured into doing something that you didn't feel comfortable doing, that's another thing. Very different. Nobody's pressuring Brian Danielson into into beating the shit out of people. I'll be fair, and, I, and I, I'm being as honest as I can be here. If I had the, the ability to book Brian Danielson, I wouldn't. I'll be honest. I wouldn't be rushing to book him two straight nights. If, if I'm being honest, okay. I think both of these matches are going to be pretty long and pretty hard hitting. Not you know, not long, but like the fish match is going to be 10, 12 minutes, right? Right. So I'm not saying it's dangerous. I probably would have not done that. But like, as you just said, if I'm a booker and Brian Danielson says, "Hey man, Suzuki's in America. Like, let's just do the match." It, it kind of seems silly, like, why sign him if you're not going to allow him to wrestle, right? Like, it's like, I don't know. I, all that health stuff, as you said, it's... And, look, maybe if you clear, if you see some, like, deathmatch stuff, you call it dumb, that's your problem. If do what you want, man. But, like, yeah. when you start, like, analysing, like, well, this guy's a mark because he put his body in, it's like, brother, what do you want, you know? Like, do we want them all just go out and wrestle like gallows? It's like the accounts where they, uh, 
post a video of them allegedly landing on their head or the back of their neck. And it's, and then you actually look at the video and the bump's fine. And it's like, you like, whatever, man. <laughs> it's just, it's, it's so, it's such an inconsistent thing anyway. Like when you look at a guy like Jeff Hardy, right? Now Jeff, yeah. he isn't what he was, but Jeff can still go. And um, if you compare that to a guy that I love, so for example, Jason Jordan, big fan of Jason Jordan. There's a guy that was trained to do WWE-style matches, worked hard but never did anything dumb, as far as I remember, right? Retired at, what, 28, 29, 30? Like, yeah. it's, it's dangerous. It's, you know, you have, some guys are going to have bad luck. And AJ Styles, when he was a TNA X Division guy, would regularly, critics would regularly do the thing of, like, he ain't going to last. What's the point? Like, his body's going to... It's like, brother, AJ's 45 and he's still great. <laughs> you can't... Like, look at... There's a, yeah, I mean, Ray is, like... Ray has been one of the world's best wrestlers <laughs> 20 of the last 25 years. <laughs> like, come on. I mean, that's that's been like, that's the thing is, you know, that was a huge narrative a long time ago. It was like all these guys are, you know, they're not going to last versus what the guys in the 80s did or whatever. And, and most of them have lasted longer than those guys. Yeah. yeah. Um, part of it has to do with, you know, things that are outside of the ring, but um, – for sure, yeah. And this part of it's the schedule too. Those, I mean, they, you know, when they're not doing three hundred and sixty shows a year like you were doing. In- it does fascinate me. Like you look at Bobby Fish, and Fish is a guy who really became a thing when he was older, as far as I know. But like, he looked kind of washed at the end of NXT, but he looked great last week. We'll see what he produces on these next couple nights, or you know, the end of the day. <laughs> but like. He's 45, and he's kind of been this, like a thing for a decade, right? And injuries yeah. have worn him. So if anyone should look bad, it's him. Like, Kyle O'Reilly, he's in the, he's early, mid-30s. He's been that guy for like a decade plus. And like, if you go back and look at these 80s wrestlers, 90s wrestlers, like, they did not have particularly long kind of critical um, – peaks the wrong word – like – it's, it's, they didn't have long spells that you could rely on them to have. <clears throat> to be completely honest with you. And today's guys, I mean, I just mentioned him. Bob Fish pulled one out last week. <laughs> if anyone should be watched, it's Bob Fish. But I don't know. It's a different time. I, and I think you're right. You know, out of the ring stuff and schedule, but it's just interesting. Fish is such a fat. Fish is like the example of someone we weren't remotely excited about. Yeah. And then they signed him. He had a really good match with Sammy Guevara. And now he's got two matches this weekend that we're really excited about. Um, I, part of its environment, part of it's just natural, you know, being in a place that, 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 you know, that you're excited about, you're naturally going to be more excited about people. I mean, I think that's human nature. Um, yeah. But I mean, honestly, for me, he just looked better than I expected him to look. Um, like I, I wasn't expecting to like that Sammy Guevara match, and it turned out to be really good. So, right. I don't know. It's AEW is a really interesting place right now because it's just like I can't write anybody off except Braun Strowman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I agree. I think you know what makes Fish interesting is he's never been in an environment like the one he's in now, meaning. The only time he's played to big crowds was in Japan, which is a very different format, obviously, and he was great there. So was Kyle. Red Dragon were a great team in Japan. But, like, 
He's done four years on NXT TV, which which basically translates to he's done four years in the full cell setting. Yeah. So when you like, I'm not saying it's a big deal, but like as someone that's watched his work for a long time, there is a feeling that now he's like in the big leagues. As weird as that sounds, because like, be real, it's you know it's a different thing. You're going, you're touring, you're in these big arenas, and it, I think one of the things AEW does really well is the idea that anyone on the roster can be competitive with the top guys, which means you're going to get good matches out of a guy like Fish, Sidell, those those type of talents. Right. Uh, I do think it's worth. I want to bury myself a little bit here. You know, you mentioned Rampage. Rampage may end up being the final now in the ongoing coffin that wrestling shows I most like are the least commercially viable. Because <laughs> I do believe all of the time slot stuff. I also think that Rampage is mostly a nice little wrestling show. And like I am increasingly convinced that those shows, like people are just like, well, I'll catch it later. <laughs> Whereas Dynamite is a lunatic throwing shit at the wall with all like the best wrestlers <laughs> in the world. Yeah. And it's must watch. Now I know it's tape, but like I'll be real with you guys. I avoid spoilers pretty easily for that show. So like if I do it, I usually, I have trouble avoiding spoilers because I end up writing them. Yes. Um, fair. But this week I, I didn't, I didn't have to write the spoilers. I was able to avoid spoilers. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty like, easy. I don't yeah, think like, it's kind into their viewership much at all. No, no, no. Like, like Joseph, you were saying, like, if you can avoid, like, I'll tell you, like, if I can avoid it, yes, literally on the website, right writing, yeah, all this stuff. Like, if I can avoid spoilers, it is definitely possible and to I, avoid these spoilers. Before we go any further here, that does not mean the show is bad. Critical and commercial are two different things. Right. I love Rampage, but I'm doing this because I think it's interesting because it is a genuine belief of mine. This is a real thing. <laughs> I think, I do think there's a minimal impact. Right, because AEW's audience specifically is like the very hardcore audience that's 100% going to know the show's taped versus live. And half the appeal, well, that's exaggerating, not half the appeal, but a big part of the appeal with AEW is is you feel like anything can fucking happen. And so, I mean, I think there is an element of that. I don't think it has a major impact. I think it has a little bit of one. The big one, it's part of it's just the time slot. And I'm not saying like, you're, I think you're right that I mean they're never going to match Dynamite's numbers with what they with what Rampage is. Um, but yeah, ten o'clock on Fridays is just. If the show moves to, if you do that show at seven, the numbers are better, right? Like you do it money's worse, though. I think seven I think the feels ad like a, I don't know about seven the, the, feels like a mistake because it makes it so much easier for WWE to fuck with them. They can't fuck with them at ten o'clock because of the news. Unless you're on FS1. Uh, here's the thing. I think it might do a better rating, but I think the ad money would be worse. Because it's it's pretty, pretty like, having that content at that time is pretty rare. To be clear, I'm not saying the show's getting cancelled. I mean, it's pretty obvious, like, it's a success. But what I'm saying is, is here's basically what I'm saying, guys. The professional wrestling, if you give me a clean slate and said, Joe, put your territory together. I would give you nice, good old-fashioned pro wrestling for an hour <laughs> with some nice matches, a couple of nice interviews. And I'm just saying that I do think there is a lot of the AEW audience that DVRs Rampage because, yes, because of the time slot, but also because they know, like, it's not got the same vibe as Dynamite. And, yeah, yeah. again, that is live and tape. I also think it's the way it's formatted. Everyone's on Dynamite. 
Right. Rampage is the free matches they announce. I think, uh, and this isn't even the point you're making. Your 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 point is just that it's you know it's funny that the stuff you like ends up being the lowest rated. We make too big of a deal about this stuff um, on both sides, just to be clear, because, you know, we, we, we don't want to sound like we're the AW defense squad, even though we are. Um, <laughs> like, their numbers are fine. You know, they did those big, uh, those big few weeks, but I, I, think, I think what they're doing now, doing 500,000, TNT is very happy with. I personally, I love the time slot because I'm an old man and I don't go out on a Friday night and, I like watching from ten and eleven, and it's a it's a great lead in to the world famous late night grin. Great. Um, I have no issues with the time slot. I hope they stay there. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I I don't think there's a lot of people who live and die. Well, live and die is probably too strong, but but like actually care what the ratings are, and like that's weird. I've got people that I that I consider friends and that I follow, and like I'm not attacking you, but it's like. Every time they post the rating, there's like your analysis of it. If it's bad, here's the reasons. If it's good, all hail, you know, we win again. Well, at the end of the day, you know, who really cares, man? So, like, here's the thing. I think there's – if you want to analyze and cover it, you can. God bless. Enjoy yourselves. But, like, at some point, I think people need to remind themselves you never would go to the cinema and be like, well, awesome film. Great acting, great plot, and I love the the ending was incredible. But man, that box office number ain't all that. So like, maybe I'll just erase this. Like, you just wouldn't like imagine downloading an album shoe and being like, well, it ain't even in the top ten. Fuck this, you know? <laughs> like, that's what wrestling is. Just look at it that way, rather than try to look at it as a business solely. Because if you I do gotta that, be honest it, with you, the, the movie one, there's a lot of fucking people who do that. <laughs> no, the I know that one, maybe not, but the movie one, that's a thing. Oh, for sure is. What well, my point is is. If you're deep in that gut, in that scene, that's what you'll do. And as wrestling fans, we do the same thing about it. Most people watching the show don't give a shit, is what I'm saying. Yeah. Same way most movie give yeah. movie guys don't care. I'm saying it's a bubble thing yeah. in everything you do. Same in music, same deal. Um and I the, care to the, the point just like good. You want the show that you watch to be successful. I mean, I think that's human nature. And I'm not even talking about like I don't. I could not care less if Tony Khan makes a dollar on AEW. What do I care? It doesn't. That's got nothing to do with me. I'm not. Yeah. It doesn't benefit me at all. Um, but sure, I want the company to be successful, uh, just because you know that gives them a bigger budget to do more crazy ass shit that we'll enjoy. Um, yeah, it's important like, for sure. Yeah, and I, and look. We need to get off this topic soon because I don't want to keep talking about it. But like, if they stay exactly where they are right now, their next TV deal is going to be exponentially higher than the one that they have right now is. Mm -hmm. So, at the end of the day, they're doing just fine. Like, they're successful because they're way ahead of anything that anyone realistic ever projected to be at this point. Sure. Um, yeah, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's like this topic sucks. Like, not as not like us talking about it sucks, but it's just such a played out. Look, here's the thing I think that's interesting about wrestling. In any other form of entertainment, it's easier to divorce critical from commercial because there isn't people watching the, the thing. So, like, if you thought MLW was great, like, Absolutely. it's a lot harder to look past it because, like, you look at the building and there's, like, no one there and it's... Yeah. See, that's the, that is a difference with professional wrestling, right? Right. 
because the business part will fuel like if, if the territory's hot the product will be better by default because the crowd will be so excited you know yeah. now if you have a nice cold promotion like, like I like Ring of Honor their last paper for you brother people sat there in silence that is directly related to how bad their numbers are directly right. so it is interesting in that regard um I just think people are weirdly, and this is why I did the the movie and music comparison. I think people are weirdly connected to rooting for a winning team. Yeah. And I think in any form of entertainment or art, that is fucking weird. You know, but the idea that your taste is defined by how many people share it is strange to me. I've never got it. I never will. That's maybe a me thing more than anything else. Almost all of my favorite television shows of all time were not commercially successful. They were they were exactly. TV shows that at the end of every season it was like, will they will they get renewed? Won't they get renewed? You know, half half the my like probably my top five, and I'm not going to name them because I won't. I'll forget something off the top of my head. But most of them ended early, not by their choice because they got canceled. <laughs> like, and yeah, I, the the teams thing is weird, and I I think. I, it would be pretty easy to watch our show and say we're we're Team AEW. Um, yeah, we are. We are, but at the same time, look. look if hey, AEW's I, I'm, in- I'm I'm neutral party. Yes, the news writer. I do well, you don't like wrestling, so that's, that's your team. Um, <laughs> if AEW starts being terrible, I'm going to come on here and say it's terrible, and then probably two weeks later, I'm not going to be on here anymore. Like, <laughs> okay, um, this to this just get into this team thing. If your favorite style of professional wrestling and the one that you most enjoy watching is AEW, then that can be your team. However, if you log on to Twitter and take a victory lap when they secure a writer's deal rather than when they produce a great professional wrestling show, I think you're fucking insane. And Shoot and I have an awful lot of friends that two years ago when a certain promotion signed a deal with a big Fox company got on Twitter and was like, I have been right all along. That is insane. Yeah. I'm sorry, that's craziness. That's not your money. Now, that's different to saying, well, I need this show to be successful so I can keep watching it. I get that. When AEW signs their next rights deal, we'll probably talk about it. Yeah. However, it will not give me nearly the thrill that the first dance gave me or All Out gave me. And I have seen people with a differing take on it than that. That's when I think it gets weird, if I'm going to be honest with you. Well, it's just like the... Um... The people whose reaction today was like, why is this on YouTube or what, you know, like they're only doing this because of that. Like who gives a fuck? It's not our pockets. Yeah. Yeah. Like this is an awesome match that we get to watch for free and not on with no commercials. And like, it's again, uh, Will posted this from, from Grapsy. Like YouTube's the most easily accessible (laughs) uh, service there is like, yeah, they gave us a channel. Yeah. You don't have to have cable. You don't have to fuck like, yeah, man. Like, dude, my dad was so fired up. I was doing the uh, the Twitch show. Channel? No, you don't give a shit about that. <laughs> okay. The uh, I was doing the Twitch show with Jeremy, and I texted him like the Suzuki thing, and he was like, "How do I watch this?" And I was like, "It's on YouTube." He was like, "He couldn't believe it. Blew his mind." <laughs> he was like, "When?" I was like, "Live." <laughs> oh hell! That's um, that's is it's not, you know. 
I don't even remember how old YouTube is now, but what, 10 years ago where it being on YouTube meant you were going to have to sit on your laptop and watch it on your little screen. Exactly. That ain't what it is anymore. Like I watch dark on my big screen TV every week. Like it's just this, once I hit play, it's just like I'm watching television. There's literally no difference. Yeah. And it's actually a thing they need to focus on more. Frankly, yes. I think the C shows are great. I actually think YouTube now it isn't, here's the thing with that. It isn't going to be a big revenue thing. For, for because frankly views you need a lot of views for their you know i mean like it isn't where they're at right now it wouldn't be a huge review being compared to tv obviously right however it is a great way to grow your audience with young folks you know so i think more i, I used to like when they would clip the dark shows into like like so they'd, they'd post dark and then they'd be like orange cassidy versus this person yeah. do each match i think they should actually do that again because like some of those wrestlers are really marketable when they're hidden on hour and a half shows of wrestling. I think it's a lot harder to... Right. But that's just a little thing. Um, I do want to ask you something, okay? This is fun. And this is going to be burying myself. You know the NXT show that I loved so much, that you love too, 2015, 16, 17, just, just good old TV, right? Like, hour yeah. of wrestling is due. How many views do you think that would do every week if it was on if it was on USA then in the exact format it was in? How many viewers do you think that show would actually do? Probably about what they're doing now. I honestly think it would have done even less than what they did. Like, because I think at least there was the buzz of the Wednesday Night Wars, right? And yeah, again, I mean, they, they would have. Yep. Hmm? Okay, so so twenty fifteen, you're you're saying there's going to be no Wednesday Night Wars though? Like, if they do mean? that show during the Wednesday Night War era? No, no, no. I'm not saying that. I'm saying, okay. well, yeah, you can do that if you want, but if I'm what, the point I'm trying to make is I love that TV, mm-hmm. but the beauty of that TV was we didn't have to on Thursday mornings be like, oh, what rating did it get? Because it was protected by the network. Yeah, we didn't even know. Like, I'm gonna be real with you guys. I think that show would have been like an absolute commercial failure because it wasn't actually like particularly exciting. And like 40 minutes of the show every week was squash matches and like just like they do like 10 minute vignettes for people. Yeah. Like Roderick Strong legitimately had like a 20 minute vignette split across a month of TV. You would never do that if you were looking at your quarter hours. That is the whole thing, too, is like it's really weird that people knock shows being on YouTube when, like, you're watching all of You spent years watching NXT and you watch every WWE pay-per-view on a streaming service. Like, that's what what it is now. I I will never understand. Like I, I get why it's a discourse, ratings, pay attention to this stuff, money, all this stuff. Like as long as these companies are surviving, that's yeah. that's what my, and like impact has proven you can keep surviving even when things seem very bad. Uh, just make me like make me care about my time. Make me feel my time has yes. been has been rewarded. Like, oh, I just- that, that's all I care about. I'm just intrigued by the idea of growth in 2021 professional wrestling. Like AEW, I think is objectively grown. It has not done what some people wrongly predicted, which is like hit like 1.8 million, which was always dumb. But if yeah. you look at the percentage, it's gone up. Like their average rate in there is higher than it was. That's right. what they're looking to grow. YouTube numbers suggest they're growing. Google trends suggest they're growing. Process. We get that. I am legitimately fascinated about the rest of the pack and like what they're even like what is an impact wrestling's goal 
I don't even think they know, which is part of the problem. That's always been the problem. See, I don't think any of these companies know. They just think it's like TV. Like so many have been taught that like, oh, TV, you got to get TV. You got to get a TV deal. And Joseph and I have talked about this many times. For sure. That just like, that's just not the way anymore. Unless you can do what AEW did, which we've seen is very rare. And that's why only one company since WCW. But in, in fairness... I think Ring of Honor, like whether the booker shares it or not, I think Sinclair is a very good idea of what they want Ring of Honor to be at this point. That's just they content, yeah. They ain't going after any big free agents, right? Because yeah. they don't need to. It's just content. That's that's yeah. fine. Is it great as a Ring of Honor fan? No, but that's what it is. Impact Wrestling, I'm told, is just content. Okay, so why are we spending money on the inspiration, and why are we going after every free agent? And because they're not going to dispute. Like, look. You like them more than me, shoot. But whether you love them or don't like them, wherever in between, the iconics, the inspiration, are not going to move their rate in one point. Oh, yeah, like, not watching. even. Yeah. Right. They're not going to move it a percentage. They're not necessarily pay per views. And like, that's not a knock on them. That's just. Yeah. What if Impact is just their rehab facility? Like. Right. But they, what are they, they spending money on? I guess is my point. Yeah. But I mean, you got to spend money if you want like talent to come in, though. Because otherwise, you know, you, like. Because WWE's gone, like you're gonna have to spend this money. They're not going to WWE. AEW's only gonna pay so many people. So if you have that to spend, then you might as well do it. And be like, hey, you can be creative. And if you just build goodwill with talent like that, like they've they've repaired a lot of relationships to come in and they, they to do some content and stuff. Because now they they have content of their own to do. Because Access essentially bought them or whatever it is. And the sure. Access, they have Impact Plus. And everything. I think that's maybe I'm wrong on this, but I think that's almost how they view themselves. Like, hey, we're just going to be a nice little home for people to just provide a creative outlet. I don't think they. Maybe they. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they do have disillusions of, hey, we we can win. We can be the third company and all of this stuff. I think the brand is just damaged. Like, I I think if it wasn't called Impact, we wouldn't be nearly as like. I don't, down's not, I don't even want to say I'm down on that. Like, this is such a dickish thing to say, but it's 100%. I don't care about their product at all. I can't say I'm down on it. Like, I have no, but like, yeah, I mean, if it wasn't called Impact, I would be 10 times more likely to give it a shot. And that's my own, you, you can call that dumb if you want, but like, I've just got a track record, man. Like, I just, if it's just content or it's just, you know, a place for to rehab talent or whatever, like, if you were doing it as a business, you would have 20 wrestlers. Yeah. Because you need to fill your two hours and that's it. I'm not checked recently. I'm pretty sure they got 50 or 60 wrestlers. Yeah, they have a pretty big roster when I look now, at how many of them are like, yeah, you know, inf- under real inf- contracts. And- exactly. If yeah. you're a religion, I think some of those gentlemen are not getting paid particularly well. Yeah. yeah. Um, but like, this be real impact's probably better than Ring of Honor actually, I think – on average, their contracted guys are paid like pretty well at this point. Yeah. ML dub like. See, what is yeah. MLW's? They're banned. And yeah, okay. But they are trying to grow though. Yeah, they're trying to grow. So like what is their ultimate? Be a contender. Then they're, they're trying to get it, a TV but... deal so that they can have money to they've been trying that. But yeah. they're climbing the ladder, right? It's like so they were on being sports. They signed a deal with Design that was a complete nothing, but like they signed the deal, whatever. And now they're on Vice, which like look, that rating was was not good, but oh. yeah, that's oh. not a good look. But let's be real, that's clearly like progress, right? 
But here's the difference. MLW is built like a traditional wrestling promotion. They have an owner, and they are trying to get deals with, with broadcasters. That's very different to, you know, Ring of Honor, who is owned by Sinclair, or Impact, who is owned by Anthem, who bought Access TV to air Impact. Right. <laughs> That's a very different thing. NWA is just fucking hilarious in every which way, because they are NWA are the ones that could actually do something weird and fun, and they are, like, completely paralyzed by their own fucking obsession with tradition. It's tragic, bro. Yeah. Tragic. You're really running TV on, on a pay-per-view service. Incredible. I think I think you're right um, about, like, the GCW model is probably the new model. Um, yeah. Personally, and I'm not the, – the majority of G, what GCW produces does not appeal to me. That's me personally. I'm not saying they're bad or they're wrong or just not my taste. Um, a lot of the people that I see their audience praise, I see them wrestle, and I don't think they're very good. Again, my opinion. I'm not. You know, GCW is clearly successful um, to a to a to a degree. I, I'm not sure how much of their talent's getting paid either, especially in some cases. But um, I think that is the interesting model that I would like to see, maybe with a, a more designed you know, the type of, of wrestling that I would enjoy, you know, that two or three events a month, maybe on the same weekend. <laughs> so I've pitched this, this, we had this conversation most in depth on distractions, Twitch uh, or Fightful's Twitch, you know, was with NWA. And my pitch was you strike a deal with Tony Khan, who at the time they were working with more regularly because Serena was the NWA women's chairman, you know, that whole thing, Thunder Rosa. Yeah. And you strike a deal in it, which effectively we're going to run two or three events a month and we will develop talent for you. I'm yeah. talking the bottom of the line nightmare family guys. I'm talking your big time prospects that you want to get a certain look for, like maybe a Dante mind you want him to talk more, a Lee Johnson, whatever it may be. We're not going to take up a lot less schedule. They can still work all of your shows. We're just going to give them a chance to have more expansive matches and programs on our shows. In return, you have to get dates on certain people. FTR working a single this list really to sit down and try to ponder this. If you got a deal with FTR for them to be the NWA World Tag Team Champions, do you think that Tony Khan would prevent Dax and Cash from holding them belts? Because I'm almost certain he would not. He would not, no. So all you would need is that deal, and then you would be able to operate as an independent, which GCW does, yeah. and you could just book weird shit. You could book Let's do um, Motor City Machine Guns versus FTR as a one-off. And what you would do is your promotion would be you would use the base you've got on YouTube, which NWA built with power, and you would produce countdowns, pre-match promos. You would actually do – you could easily do pre-tape promos with that format. It doesn't have to be on TV. It doesn't yeah. have to be that way. You can you build it on easy. social media, man. Yeah. And I think, frankly, and GCW is doing great, but I honestly think with NWA's kind of – image and brand, I think their scene will be higher with that model than what we're seeing right now with, with GC Dub. Because I think there's wrestling fans like you and I that could easily be talked into. Here's an example. Dustin Rhodes chasing the big gold. Yeah. Not the big gold, you know, 10 hours ago. Right. There is a lot of wrestling dogs that get talked into that that probably will never get talked into GC Dub. Yeah. Me and you included would be honest with each other. I'd look at, if I'm really like, and this is obviously me being biased, but it's true. You sit down with Tony Khan and you say, listen, why don't we do Kingston as NWA champ? 
He's probably never going to win the big one in AEW, right? We'll tell that story. You can do NWA t- you know, title matches on TV every once in a while. Like, there's so much you can do. If you're not doing weekly TV live, you can be really flexible with the talent you use. And you can get you can be creative with it. Or you could just have a full-time roster that works once a month in a studio for a fit on fight TV. Yeah, that's like if you exactly like the model we're talking about, you could have maybe maybe six, seven people under contract and everyone else you just uh, you bring in for dates. I do think the one difference we can't discount with GCW is is Nick Gage is is a rock star and absolutely uh, within within that fan base. Like they have they actually have a a figurehead top guy. Um, yep. And, and I know people will argue. I'm not saying he's a top guy in professional wrestling. I'm saying he's a top guy in that promotion with that audience. Um, you know, I don't think he's a top guy in, in on a national television program. But he is—he's become like an attraction, hasn't he? In some yeah. way, he's got like a there's a, there's a a market value to him that is kind of fascinating. So you're right, absolutely. Yeah, within their bubble, he's a superstar. Like he right. is—he's the guy, and and he's the draw. I mean, he's not the only draw. I'm not, but like. He's a real draw. He's an important piece of their puzzle. Like, well, here's what you could do, shoot. You could, as the head of the NWA, have rather than re-signing Tyrus or Velvet Sky, you could have been watching IWTV and realizing these are the guys we've got to focus on. And Daniel Garcia could be two years into an NWA World Heavyweight title reign right now. Right. Unfortunately, the more that you wait and employ people like Tyrus, <clears throat> AEW is picking out all of the top talent in the industry. This is where this is what fast. I'm sorry, I'm going. I know I'm going here, but this is just it fascinates me. Why does the NWA Whateverweight Champion have to be a guy that's cosplaying the ones of yesteryear? Why can't we just use the model of the guy that can have the best match on every show, goes around the world and has great professional wrestling matches? Which, by the way, there has never been an era more suited to that than the one we're in right now. Right. We could we could literally sit here and list twenty to thirty guys that would be fucking awesome NWA champion. Guess what? They wouldn't wear a suit and hold the belt like this to fucking pop Ric Flair on Instagram. They would make it their own. Daniel Garcia would be doing sixty minute time with draws with Willie Utah for the NWA title if you did your job right two years ago. But you didn't. So now you're stuck with Trevor Murdoch, who I love. Bless Trevor Murdoch. But Jesus, man, it's just Can you imagine um and look, it's well established. I'm friends with some people there, and I, and I don't even know what their market looks like. But like, can you imagine if NWA was just on IWTV and just like was was tied in with them and used all that talent? Yeah. Like, I know they have what is it Beyond that has the weekly show on IWTV, yeah. and they, yeah. I know that's they do like seasons. They're not. Yeah, they do. Yeah. I don't know a whole lot about that. It seems like it's a good show. <laughs> The talent they use, I feel like I'd probably like that show, but I'm just at my cap of how much wrestling I'm going to watch. That's fine, yeah, I get that. Yeah. But that's uh, why that's why that event thing I think pretty yeah. resonates with you because weekly TV is hard sell at this point, man. Uh, right? Yeah, I'm I'm pretty much at my limit for you know we'll we'll add our whatever our Monday show is going to be where we watch our hour and a half or whatever, and that's like that's it yeah. for me. I don't need more professional wrestling. Um, but yeah, it, it'd be nice to see someone get really creative. Um, Cause yeah, there. I mean, look, there are there's pluses and minuses to this era. Era. Um, I I understand the arguments people make that it's too easy to get into wrestling now. Um, whether you agree with it or not, I understand the argument. Um, but there's also just like there's no shortage of good professional wrestlers now. 
Yeah. You know, now, now are they appealing? Are they interesting? Cool. But like actually good in the ring. And yeah, and there's like, there's no shortage of them. And yet you've got like Tyrus and like you said, and, and I don't know if Trevor Murdoch's good these days or not. I have no idea. I'm not going to knock him, but like, yeah, he always just seemed kind of like a guy to me. I don't, I, so I can't Mitch believe the world champion. Yeah. There but the thing with that is, and this is where you get to the core problem of the current regime, is, I mean, you could spell it out for them and they're still going to manage to fuck it up. I mean, they were running. Here's, let's be real. How is AEW getting more out of Ricky Starks and Eddie Kingston than they were? Explain that to me. I mean, how in the world? Well, they're better at it. But look at the roster AEW yeah, has. I know. I, I know you get me. I'm just, I'm trying to paint this picture here. How does AEW get more out of a 40 year old promo guy than NWA, who was featuring him as like a tag dude that got beat by Bram on TV? That's because you're actually not trying to succeed as a professional wrestling promotion. You're trying to succeed as a vehicle for one dude for the longest time. Let's be real about it. Yeah. Let's be real about it. If, if Kingston was chasing Nick Aldis, he'd have cut promos so good that no one would have wanted Nick Aldis as a champ anymore. Right. If Ricky Starks was programmed with Nick Aldis, no one would have wanted Nick as the champ anymore. So instead, he worked with James Storm and a, and a pedophile. So at the end of the day, there's a lot. There's a lot to it. I'm not questioning that. Everything I'm pitching here would be in, under the idea that we had a fresh start. Yeah, that's to be clear because I understand that Uncle Billy has got some issues trying to book around some certain people. But I, I text you about him. Shoot, Darius Lockhart. Yeah. Do you know how much hype with their platform? If you let him do, he's like called pre-tape vignette things that he posts on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Brother, you could create some incredible visuals of him as the NWA champ, you know, and he cuts these great promos. There's so many great wrestlers, but you got to go out and look for them. And by the way, Impact's guilty of this too. Impact is guilty of this because you don't need to be high. Bless No Way Jose. Bless Aiden English. Good, talented guys, but you don't need to be going for everyone that's worked up there. You can actually go and get your own guys, but that's enough. Right. No, you're... <laughs> um, I just still remember, like, I watched that first episode of Power. Yeah. And I lost my mind. I was like, this is incredible. Yeah. But then it's like you started, I think I probably watched three or four episodes before I gave up. If you had done that exact, if you had just, like, nostalgia in presentation, but not nostalgia in talent. And, Mm -hmm. like, do a modern professional wrestling show but do it in the studio setting. Like you can keep some of the nostalgia because I look hundred percent. Honestly, um, Dylan can, can vouch for me on this. If we ever have him on the show again, I pitched basically the concept of, and look, I, I'm not pretending this is some rare. I think a lot of people did this, but like I did a full pitch to Dylan about like bring back studio wrestling, but do it with modern talent and like yep. have it, you know, it would feel like the old, you know, Turner WCW show, but we, but it would still be, I did, this was like three years before power even came to be. It's not a four, you know, I don't think that's a concept that, that is, that a lot of people haven't thought of. There's something to the nostalgia of studio wrestling, but we don't want the same, you know, type of wrestling that we, you know, the, that's the thing with like, it used to be better and stuff is like, I don't really want to watch the type of wrestling not right. not a, like look there was great professional wrestling in in the 80s and 90s 
there was guys who were tremendous. There's guys who had great matches, but there was a lot of, also a lot of stuff that was just awful. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it was, you want, to, it, you want to use that template with a refreshed, a refreshed creative outlook, outlook and talent pool, basically. If you can erase all of the bad and keep those gems, yeah. those magical moments of authentic pro wrestling, which I'll be honest, and I adore AEW, it still doesn't hit, like, tick that box for me very often. You know, like moments where you get two people talking to each other and it just feels human for a minute because you don't do that in a big arena, right? It's just different. There's nothing wrong yeah. with it. It's different styles. It's like, for example, if you use power because this, I think, captures your pitch. The, the famous Eddie promo where he comes in and talks to the Pope about homicide. Yeah. That's, that moment, you just couldn't do that in an arena and make it work. But what makes it work is you can literally hear all of the people in the building. <laughs> yeah. You can hear them. You can hear, you know, cheer. It's, it's incredible. Now, here's the thing with studio wrestling that's interesting. Can you get a TV deal with a product that looks that way? I think or, you can, honestly. But it would have to be – see, I agree, but it would have to be kind of a state-of-the-art look at it, I think. Yeah. I think it would have to be a really cool approach to modern wrestling rather than, frankly, like a full-on nostalgia play. Does that make yeah. sense? I mean, yeah, I don't know. Like, we don't want to get down into, like, video boards and stuff like that. But, like, yeah, I mean, you can't do 100% what it looked like in the 80s. But you yes. can do a modern version of it. Um, I'm not even, like, what they do on Dark um, is, e is even a little bit farther than I would go with the big screens. I don't think – I wouldn't have that if I was doing this. Um no. But the big thing is the way I would, you know, my mindset with NWA is the nostalgia and, you know, like the niche of like this, that would be the hook. Yeah. That would be what brought you in the door. But then I would hit you with all this young talent you've never seen before. That's what NWA should have been is this would be, you know, this is where you discover because I don't think there's anything wrong with being the next promotion that that's that becomes the feeding ground for great you know like yeah look you know you watch nwa and and you do know that um the top guys that you really like are going to be gone in a couple years like you that's know fine. that you accept it nxt so, worked like that brother yes, know it. yeah exactly there's almost an appeal to that for sure like, it rotates yes. yeah. um I just like that to me, that's the model. That was what I pictured in my head. And that's not what they did. Like it's like, look at what they did with Ricky Starks. Can you imagine if instead Ricky Starks was the NWA world heavyweight champion, exactly top guy for a year. And then yes, he still goes to AEW and he wrestles Cody and he, he ends up signing there. Great. See, here's the thing though. Even if you and I could redo the creative, that model actually would have worked best. And when I say that model, I mean a nostalgia-driven model in terms of presentation actually would have worked best on the network. Genuinely. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it would have and killed on the network. There is something to be said for not shaking hands with WWE if you want to be in the game and you want to compete. If you want to have a nice little wrestling show that makes you think of the olden days, the WWE network would have been the perfect place for it. And I understand why everyone would be rolling their eyes saying, oh, God, no, the evil empire. Listen, guys. If I'm, if you just look at it as a piece of TV and you want to pop yourself, which is basically what Corgan wants to do, let's be real about it, yeah. right? He's trying to convince himself that the way he wants it to be still works, which I relate and understand. You could have done some really cool shit if you was on that network, right? Like the one that I always said on the distraction was, 
You know when Joe was like on commentary and they wasn't sure to clear him? Imagine being Billy Corgan putting a call and being like, hey man, look, he could come and wrestle like one match a year and cut promos on our TV. Yeah. <laughs> and like Joe would have gone for that shit. You could do so much stuff like that. Like I they I don't, think they, they yeah, I know. Yeah. Like I, I would personally I wouldn't trust them. Like But but here's the thing though, what's the if you're like in the game, you don't want to trust them, I get it. But like what's the end what is the NWA? Like most yeah. of the wrestling you're basing yourself off is on the network. Fair. Well, not most, yeah. but a lot of it. I mean, the most, let's be real, the most famous incarnations is on the network. Yeah. Fuck it, man. Like, what What? what growth is there? They were never going to sign a deal with, with you know, um, with Fox looking like that, were they, if we're being honest? Yeah, it of was, course. Yeah. It was a niche show, so why not be on the most niche platform possible, the WWE Network? I just, I, and I think in fairness, when they tried to actually make that work, and I think it just fell through and stuff happened. But, but that's the other side of this, is I think the WWE Network could have been... Like, I just, to me, it's like I would have had, if I, it was in my mind, NXT UK and that shit's so dumb. Why do you have to call it NXT anything? But like, the idea of having, okay, we have main roster WWE, which is this style. You know, bright lights, this is mainstream stars. That's what we're going to try and create there. NXT is our pro wrestling product, core fans, good stuff. We have a, we have a promotion in Japan that we partner with and we air their networks on the net. We air, we air their events on the network. Maybe it's all Japan. You know, you don't rebrand it NXT Japan. Why would you do right. that? You just run their shows. You have progress in the UK. You have NWA as your nostalgia product. And then with your 400 talents under contract, you go, okay, Baron Corbin needs a fresh look. Let's send him to all Japan for a little bit. The hardcore fans are going to still see him on the network, but he's going to change his game. He's going to come back different. Bo Dallas is dead. He's underwater. Let's just send him to the NWA for a little bit because you know Bo would be hilarious in the studio, right? Yeah. And, like, I know I'm throwing a lot of ideas at people here, but I just think <laughs> – Hello, Jeremy. I'm just waving bye. Okay. I just think <laughs> – Guys, enjoy your night. Love you guys. Later. Bye-bye. I just think there's such an – like, they did it so arrogantly that they kicked away their lead. Like, that. what I just pitched could have worked perfectly. <laughs> yeah. And it would have actually satisfied dogs like us more than what they did. <laughs> I just look, I mean, it comes back to the stuff that I keep not wanting to say, but it's just like they don't care about what we care about. Yeah. Like they just don't. Like we, you just have to, and I know you know that. I'm not, but like it's not, I like, I want to word this very carefully because I'm not trying to insult people that still like WWE, but it's just like, it's a different type of fan. Like their product is not, doesn't appeal to, or isn't built to appeal to yeah. like the hardcore nerd, which is what we are. Like, and this, let's be honest, wrestling might be better for that. Yeah. It may be better for them just doing their own thing, man. I don't I know. Like, <clears throat> you know, we made jokes about, you know, the NXT 2.0 and then going back to the, but like, it's probably the best thing for wrestling yeah. because um, as certainly as an AEW fan, I don't like, if you're, if you are, if your main uh, product, or your main thing you enjoy is AEW, why would you ever be upset that WWE is doing this? You know, besides I mean, it's less jobs for like the type of wrestlers we like that. That's a real thing that I, but, but like, this be real, bro. Like, them NXT contracts. Yeah, I mean that shit ain't that much different to working independent. Let's be really honest about it, you yeah. know. But it's just like AW's got the you know they've got the run of the house on the type of wrestlers yeah. that they like. 
they don't really have competition. Um, like who realistically, the perfect, you know, we've been making these Buddy Matthews jokes for like, you know, months now. But realistically, if they want Buddy Matthews, they're going to get Buddy Matthews. Like I agree. But we're in a good position where I do think there is a chance that like Buddy wants to come into AEW differently. Now, this could age badly if he's on Saturday night. I don't know, right? But when I listen to him talk, he's always said names that are in AEW as far as who wants to wrestle. Yeah. But I get the sense from some of the stuff he says about wanting to be a player and wanting to show he can lead a brand that in his mind, and this will be proven right or wrong, I don't know, I think he's capable of doing this at a certain level, not for AEW, but an impact level for sure. I think he's very much... In his mind, he remembers what he did on 205 Live, and he thinks he can be the anchor or the ace of a promotion. He 100% can be the, the yes, ace especially, of impact if they let him. Right. I don't think they would personally. but And in his mind, if he does that for two years, he enters AEW in a very, very different yeah. position than if he enters it as Seth Rollins' lackey. Right now, I don't know how that will go. I think we're both rooting for him, regardless, because he fucking rules. But it's been firstly, guys. Sorry, Bob is not going to be here tonight. Um, I actually just said he was on the show about inviting him, um, which was probably not ideal. Um, this is for, listen. No doubt, progress isn't good. And to be clear, guys, most professional wrestling promoters should avoid WWE like the Black Plague. Obviously, this be real though. NWA was a very unique situation. <laughs> yeah. And signing a mere rights deal where you say Power's going to air on their network for a year. I don't know, man. I think it could have done worse than that. And I think actually they probably did do worse than that. But that's just me. Can you imagine like a studio show with like you know, quarterly big events where where Buddy's the top guy? Incredible. Like we would we would just be fucked. We would like we would rebrand this whole Patreon to only talk about that promotion. <laughs> like, yeah. Like critically it would rule. Yes, yeah. I think so. Here's what's interesting. I actually think this is a good conversation, guys. I'm sorry if this is boring. I know it's like really weird and niche, but it's the way I think, and I think you're the same show. Like it just interests me these yeah. ideas. For everything I say about an event-based promotion, my ideal wrestling promotion as a fan is what you just mapped out. Nice little studio show, steady. You know, you get some nice angles. You build to these big events in front of a big crowd. Basically, NXT, when, when they would get in front of those takeovers, God, how good would that feel? When yeah. they would show, boom, and the, you know, the arena would be electric. And with talent that we enjoy, my question, though, inevitably goes back to what does that look like from a – is that a sustainable business? How would you how would you map that? Would you need a figurehead? You've always joked about Steve Austin, but fuck it, let's talk. Let's have the conversation. Would you need a celebrity figurehead to kind of make that thing tick? It depends on what we're talking about. Um, right. If you're talking about actually getting television and like, yeah. then yeah, you probably do. I think, and look, I'm really bad about wrestling financials, so I could be really wrong about this. Like I, if I'm being, I don't know how half these promotions make any money and a lot of them don't, which is the real answer. But like, <laughs> but um, I really think like a, model where you you do studio wrestling you tape once a month yeah um you don't have a ton of guys under contract like you shouldn't have hardly anybody under contract ideally like you want your champion under contract um and even even that doesn't need to be like a some kind of just literally you will work for us on these dates 
Yeah. And anything else, do whatever you want. Like that, that would be my personal approach. Like maybe I don't want you to go to WWE, but they're not going to sign you anyway. If you've got this, mm-hmm. but like basically my contract would say you are going to be with us for these, whatever, 18 dates a year where we're going to do our 12 monthly tapings and our six events and otherwise do whatever you want. Literally. Like if you, if you're going to be on AWTV, if you're going to be on some other streaming service, I don't care. Just as long as you're on my shows, um, have six or seven guys under contract like that. Um, and then everything else is just whoever you bring in. Cause you, if you get somebody to come in and work a month, you know, work one taping, you can do a whole month of TV with them. And then they, and maybe they come back the next month. Maybe they don't, you do a, you do a contained story within, you know, or yeah. you get, say, Hey, can you work this date? And then can you work the big arena show? And you work, you do that story, you build that arena show. Like, I don't know, man. Like, again, I'm really bad about, but I would just, I feel like that wouldn't cost that much money. Um, oh, I agree. I, I just, I don't know what the distribution looks like. I don't know what, again, if we're imagining this in an idyllic world, your CBC there looks pretty awesome. So what yeah. I mean by that is when people tune in, they don't go, oh, it's the old studio wrist, and they're like, oh, that place looks pretty cool. I'd like to go there. That's the idea. Yeah. Right? And again, to your point, that does not mean big screens. Right. It just means something that doesn't look like overly archaic. Basically. Impact, that's half the battle with Impact right now. Is, yeah, they've got big screens or whatever, but I turn that show on, and I'm just like, I don't want to watch this. So I'm glad you mentioned that because I was about to go there. When you talk, like, you know, when you say about the setting, you talk studio wrestling, I think by definition, impact probably comes under studio wrestling, but you're not talking about the size of the building. No, you're, you're talking, talking about talking the about presentation. Feel, yeah. Yeah. Of the product. And it can be many different things, but like impact does their TV like Monday night raw in a tiny building. Yeah. That. It, you would f- you frame things differently in a studio, and it's hard to explain if you've watched it. You know what I'm talking about. It doesn't have to just be the traditional, you know, podium promos, but like that, the, it's just a different, um, it's a different vibe than what Impact is. Impact's like Impact's presentation wouldn't change at all if they had twenty thousand people in the building. <laughs> right. exactly the same. Studio wrestling is taking the setting and enhancing the product by embracing the environment, basically. I mean, Crockett TV, bro, Jim Crockett Promotions was red hot out in the WBF. And they would have, how many people would you say with those tapings back in the day? It was, oh, I mean, a yeah, row of people. Lot, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and that was, you know, the idea was that it was grounded and you were selling these big events. Now, as she said, the, the market's different now. You wouldn't be doing a two big events a weekend. You would be doing yeah. one every six weeks. That's fine. Right. I just think the other thing is like minimalist approach is cool now. Like, yeah. Again, we're not saying you do, you have a fucking cardboard set and like, <laughs> but like, you know, there's, you can do, you can make it minimalist and still make it cool. Like you don't need a wall of, of video boards and, 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 you know, a million lights and like I, you could run in fucking bars, man. Just make it look, you know, as long as you get the aesthetic, right. That's what matters. Like, um. It's just, and look again. We're we're talking high. I don't. I would never want to get bogged down into like the actual details of this because that that's where it quits being interesting to me. 
the high level stuff is where it's interesting to me. The actual like, you know, if you actually wanted me to plan out a real show and like how much I'm going to spend on each thing, I immediately lose. No, yeah, that's yeah, and I know, yeah, but like, just as concepts, I think like it'd be really interesting to see someone just do something. And I'm, we're not saying total because again, I think I think the majority of your TV is squash matches, um, with your one big event. Um, because again, I'm not trying to. I don't. I think you're wasting your time if you're trying to appeal to a large audience. Even I don't even think AEW is trying to appeal to a large audience anymore. That's after AEW is our evidence. Who they do stuff for the hardcore fan, but let's be honest, with the way that their show feels and some of the names they've had on their show, it seems pretty clear that they're going to like cap out any potential for a major league alternative. If we're being real, right? I mean, yeah. we're talking about wrestling shows had Shaquille O'Neal on it, Snoop Dogg. Like, it's it's a major league show. Right. However high they reach, that's as high as it's getting. So you need to figure yeah. out your niche, which is what we're talking about here. So I guess the question is, so this is why I said about the figurehead thing and why it always pops for me when you said Austin, but I think Foley is a good name for this. Yeah. Foley, because Foley has a great sense of optimism to the way he looks at professional wrestling, you know? I think to get any kind of TV traction, you would need that kind of name, I think. Because I think the kind of talent we're talking about as far as in-ring, I don't think we're looking for, like, the top guys. We're looking for guys that we can kind of mould and that have been great elsewhere that can get a bigger spotlight in a studio setting, you know? I'd be, I'll be. i be completely honest. I don't think – the what I'm picturing in my head, I don't even think I'm involving television, like actual television. That's what I was thinking, yes. Yeah. So yeah. like what I just said there was for yeah. if we were to try and – Go that way. You have to. At that point, you would have to. You would have to have like a full. And even I'm not even sure Foley would do enough to. I'm right, not sure I'm, there is yeah. anyone. Austin's the one guy. Well, and obviously, like it's John Rock, but like, come this on. This be real. Austin would sign a deal with like the whole network, right? Do like free spin-off yeah. shows. <laughs> he would host the rest. Like, okay, so that's why I thought he was getting at. So, are you suggesting? Because YouTube appears to be. A, I don't. I don't know. Like, it seemed like they were losing their ass on YouTube. You know. I think you got to have some kind of subscription model. It's not a weekly subscription model where you're asking them to pay for every week. Right. Um, I just don't like, I don't know how many, you know, how many people can you really realistically get? That's one, something I don't know the answer nope. to. If you charge five bucks a month, um, I don't know. I, like, I mean, how much is the NWA one right now? I'm going to have a look at that. Cause they're currently have, on the pay, behind the paywall. Don't you have to pay for every show for NWA? Or am I wrong about that? No, I don't think so. Okay, is it monthly? Yeah, they're also not good though, so they're a hard. There's a lot more to it with them because they were not they were free before, right? Which is a problem itself. It's it's five dollars hilariously. Yeah. So, problem with the NWA is they were free before, and there was a lot of um, how do we put this. That that brand was kind of swung for a lot of shit during the during the inactivity, uh, and then they re-ended it by doing stuff that didn't help that. So there's a lot there, but this is kind of gets and hilarious. This is what we talked about an hour ago when I said about Rampage. What makes these conversations interesting is, and it's what AEW's made it more interesting because they're an actual success. Do wrestling shows that match our description vaguely? Did they fail because of the execution or did they right. fail the concept? Yeah. Because you and I can convince ourselves that if we had done power, we'd have made it a hit. Wouldn't know until you tried though, right? So that's what always fascinating. I mean, here's another example. 
it wasn't in a studio. But in terms of TV format, I loved what 205 Live did. I loved yeah. that format. So was that a commercial bomb because if it didn't get any promotion? Probably. Also, though, was it just not interesting? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and again, I I would actually say, I would go further and say that I have no idea if I'd be able to make it a hit or not. I just, yeah. my mindset is, personally, and this is probably why I wouldn't be a good businessman, is I'm going to do what I want to do and I'm going to see if it works or not versus mm -hmm. trying to mold yourself into whatever, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I'm going to say, okay, this is my idea. I'm going to do it. If it fails, then it fails, but I'm going to go down doing exactly, which I guess you could say is, is what Corgan's doing. It's just not what we want it to be. Um, so to be fair, I guess, you know, more power to him now that I'm actually talking that out. He is just doing what he wants to do and, and it's, you know, we don't agree with it, but yeah. Um, yeah. I think there's something to be said for just doing what the hell you want to do and being confident in what it is you're doing and seeing if it works or not. In some degree, I think that's what Tony Khan's doing. I, I, I don't think, I mean, obviously I think he takes business into account and, you know, I, you can't say he's just ignoring that, but I think he's very confident in yeah. the product that he's personally putting out. So yeah, he tweeted out that they're going to beat WWE because he's confident and, and he's probably, you know, he's likely wrong, but like he, I, there's no question that he thinks that they're putting out a better product than WWE is. Right. Like, I think a lot of people agree with that. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I just like, it, let's for the example, if, if I won the lottery, would I actually do it? Probably not. But if I was going to do it, I would do it my way and see what happens. I think what's interesting and the part that I think probably is the biggest X factor we haven't even touched is like what you described is not indifferent. It's not super different to um, NWA, right? Like broad strokes, you would do it differently. And as you said, it wouldn't look exactly like his does and you wouldn't have the same talent. But in broad strokes, same idea. The big problem is that when NWA gets to their big show, you don't fill all that big shoot. Yeah. <laughs> so the issue is, and this is what WWE's NXT product, this is why I'm so fascinated by it as an outlier, they had that cushion, right? We're going to run SummerSlam weekend. There's going to be 15,000 people to go to that right. show. So how do you get a product off the ground that can even get big shows? Because let's be real. I mean, like Ring of Honor does an hour of TV every week that's free on their website, and, I mean, I bless them. I, I'm sure they're concerned about COVID, but I got the sense they were there were other reasons they didn't want to be touring anymore. I mean, that they were struggling to shift tickets. Right. Um, so that's the other kind of thing is if you run a studio product and your big quarterly events draw 800 people, don't hit the same way as if you're running. <laughs> you know, if you've got a big arena waiting for you at the end of the, the, <laughs> the, end yeah. of the tunnel. And yeah, I wasn't even picturing that big. Again, like I, this is the problem is I really don't know. It's so hard for me to, to do financials and, and try to understand. Yeah, my bad. My bad. yeah, no, but I know I agree. You're right. It's just like, that's a really hard concept for me to, to comprehend. It's like trying to figure out how much you're paying guys, mm -hmm. um, what you can realistically pay people. You know, if you're asking them to work, you know, 16 days a year, um, Plus, I guess, transportation and all that stuff that goes with it. Like, there's a, 
it's a very complex yeah thing and like and i i know I mean, a lot of these indie shows that like people love don't actually make any money at all um like i think i think you do if you're if you're running a, a regional indie you know or like a even a local indie like you got to be willing to lose money you're probably or why you know what i mean like yeah it's a tough business to make money in um and i don't know what the answer is and that that tends to be where we end up on this i think which is it's kind of how our brains work is like we just reach a point where it's like well we don't know what the answer is it's just fun to talk about it is because you know you, you, i don't know if you watched the forbes thing they made about tony Khan. i haven't watched it yet so he there's this little for this conversation this is quite relevant he goes you know, if you looked at how TV rights for wrestling were exploding, it was pretty clear there was an opening for someone else to take advantage of that also. Right. So as much as he's a great big wrestling nerd and he, he you know, it pops him to put Suzuki and all this stuff, we all, we both know, and I think the chat knows, like at the core of his motivation, not money, but the core of his like, motivation is the wrong word, the core of his um, decision to actually do this was if I create content, I can make money. Now he's gonna he's fine operating at a certain loss because he loves professional wrestling and like, let's be honest, they don't need money. However, he was certainly not gonna dive into the pool unless he had like a certain confidence that if they hit, they can get big TV deals. And they're right. gonna get a big TV oh, deal. Oh yeah, they're gonna get considerably and, more than they have now. Pro I would I mean, I'm not an expert or anything, but I in all seriousness. I think they're getting what forty three something like that a year. Forty three yeah, million. So, yeah. It's not an exaggeration to say they might get ten times what they're getting yeah. now when their TV deal comes up, and they're already close to profitable. Like they would be profitable without that video game deal. I think he said, you know, whether he's telling yeah. the truth or not, but he probably is because he's insane. Um, it's it's just interesting, right? Like our the the on the kind of increasingly clear reality that the real way to, to have any kind of success is just be a machine of content, which is probably in as much as we like AEW and watch all four shows, you know, we're like, we're kind of in, I think our ideal wrestling products a lot more contained than that. Yeah. <laughs> which is interesting because that's not. Yeah. Goalie's right. About four times. Yeah. I, I, I was 430 million in years. Insane. 10 times is wrong, but that's my bad. <laughs> right, yeah. You're right. yeah, it's more, it probably more, I would say probably two to three times more is probably the more realistic oh, number. I wasn't, I was thinking, I got that thing where I was thinking the billion number is WWE yes, number. The that's overall. That's, so make, that's not one year. Their <laughs> Fox is like 200 million a year. Yeah. Now, here's the thing. Um, what are AEW selling next time? Is something that fascinates me. I've talked to you about this before. Yeah. I'm sure he likes doing those YouTube shows at the kindness of his heart, but brother, that's a fucking package if he wants to sell it that way. Yeah. Put it that if, he want, if, if he just look, because here's the thing is we all think they're staying on Turner because I think it, I'll be honest. I think it pops Tony. <laughs> I really do. Yeah. <laughs> but like, especially if he talks of streaming services, if he actually sits down, he's like, yeah, we do four wrestling shows a week. We also produce a thing called road Two, which normally averages about 200,000 views on YouTube. Um, you know, like we can we can do this here. We have these weekend specials. We have four pay per views a year. I'm not saying they'll leave Turner because again, I think it pops him. But like, 
Robbie, there is probably a streaming service out there that w- would like be blown away by the shit that the opportunity that their product represents. You know, there's an air that's an area they're already not good enough in right now. Anyway, yep. Um, we've talked about this before, and it's it is rare. It's it's way too hard to watch Dynamite and Rampage right now. Like if you if you don't watch it live on TNT or you're not a cable subscriber, you know what I mean? Like. The, uh, you can't watch it on Hulu unless you have the Hulu Live, um, which is such a big barrier. Like it, it, it makes no sense to me that you can't go on Hulu the next day and watch AW Dynamite. Right, like, I, it doesn't make any sense to me. Um, HBO Max that Drew said, and I, that one makes. I can't believe they're not on there yet. I can't believe their replays are not on HBO Max. Um, it's weird, yeah. It's weird. Yeah, I mean, I think it'll happen sooner or later, but. Yeah, they still have a ton of room for growth. Um, so here's like with that in mind. Say that you wanted when you left this show, you wanted to watch Hangman and Omega versus the Young Bucks, which is I would say the promotion's most critically acclaimed match, and would be something that if you were trying to grow the product, you would probably like make a point of. What is the way? How do you legally watch that? I don't even know. You just buy the DVD, as far as I know. Yeah, because like. Well, for, I mean, I go to the movie theaters now. Before that, I was actually buying, I was still buying the pay-per-views through my cable company, so I didn't have to worry about any streaming issues or anything. Yeah. Like, I didn't have to worry. I, I was paying an extra $5 to not have to worry That's, about that. Yeah. It was worth it to me. Um, so I had, a, I kept them in my DVR. Like, but yeah, like, otherwise, there's no, as far as I know, there's no, and maybe you could still get them on Bleacher Report, but I think you probably still have to pay for them now. Yeah. Um, it just feels like there's, with how hardcore their fan base is, it just feels like there's like something to do. It's something you can do. So, so Goldie says, if you buy the old pay-per-view on Bleach Report, it's archived. So I think with Fight TV, which is where I buy them, I think it like runs out. There's a replay time and then it's done. Interesting. So like, look, man, I ain't, bless AEW, but like, I ain't really looking to spend £300 on DVDs to get all the pay-per-views. You know? Yeah, sooner or later, they're going to need a streaming service. Um, I think they're starting to get to the point where they have enough content that you could actually probably do that. Again, I think HBO makes the most sense. And yes, to answer that question, they are affiliated with Turner. There was the show where they had HBO Max on the uh, it was because sure. that's everyone was like, oh, they're getting a deal with HBO Max, and it turned out it was just advertising. Um but yeah, you would think that uh, they would have a hub on HBO Max by now, um, where you where you could watch all the old Dynamites, all the old Rampages. Well, there's not that many yet, um, and then all the pay per views. Uh, maybe you wait, you know, maybe you don't put those up the next day, but you know, you put them up a month later or something like yeah. that. Now, once you can't order the replay anymore through cable, um, you know, that's an interesting. Um like wrestling philosophy thing that I've, I'm kind of fascinated by. So over here in Great Britain, shoot, um, I know you love, you love that. Us. Yeah, you love us Brits. No. So a big thing in the pay-per-view industry here is boxing still. And I think it still is in the US, but I don't, I, you know, I'm not sure what numbers they do. But like when an Anthony Joshua fights, he does big pay-per-view numbers, okay? And as of late, they've been doing this deal where they will charge like 40 bucks for the fight. Sarah converted that for you. And then the next morning, they were uploaded to free for you on YouTube. Wow. And I was reading, uh, if I can find the article, I'll link it on I'll tweet or whatever. But there was an article about like the idea that in, especially nowadays with how like social media is and everyone wanting to be in, the, you're selling the moment. 
like not the product so much. That's You're fair. selling the yeah. ability to watch that in real time. Now, look, if we're being honest, you can stream that way, but I think you're like me. Like, I'm going to watch that. I actually probably going to buy it. That's just my personality. Yeah. I don't want to stream cutting out on me. I'm going to buy the thing. Right. But I'm fascinated by, like, so, like, could you have an AEW pay-per-view there, like, on Thursday? <laughs> like, free, give it three days. Because by then you've had another dynamite. Like, are people really going to wait? <laughs> I don't know. That's, yeah. That's good. Yeah, that's a good question. Indeed, okay, so I'm adding a question for you in the chat because I see you saying – TSN has Dynamite available on their streaming service pretty quickly after. Do you have to pay for TSN? Like, is that part of your cable package or is that a free network? Because you can watch Dynamite. If you have cable, you can watch it on the TNT app the next day. Um, But, like, if you don't have cable, which I can give, I'm literally speaking with a, my sister doesn't have cable. um, And her, that's her barrier to watching AEW is there's no, you know, there's no streaming service that she can be subscribed to. Like, um, like she has Hulu. So it's like, if if it was on Hulu, then she could watch it. Um, that's the big thing that they're missing right now is there's no, for all the cord cutters and all, there's no way to watch their product, um, short of getting someone else's password or watching it illegally or, um, this is what I didn't get when, when famously, um, I'll make this part of his cable package. So. Yeah. Uh, so when AEW announced their UK TV deal, which was ITV on delay, Fight TV live, pay five pounds, which is I think like eight nine dollars, and you get every week a Dynamite live. And all of these Brits were going crazy about it, and I was like, that is more accessible than what our American friends have got. You yeah. can be. I don't like. We don't have cable here. Eric couldn't have cable. It cost me five pounds, and I have all the AWTV, Rampage, and Dynamite live. And here's the other thing: the issue you were just describing, I don't have. I can watch the first episode of Dynamite on there. Second, yeah. third, I can yeah. watch any of them. That's insane. And so, you don't have commercials. You get to watch that. We don't. You have right. to deal with picture-in-picture stuff. We do. How how telling is it about how much we're like locked into a certain mindset that when they announced that, people acted like it was backwards. So, yeah. brother, that's that means that when I tell my friends about AW, there's that one entry point, like five pound for a month. Try it. But to so many wrestling fans, like, wait, it's not going to be on TV live. <laughs> so I don't know, man. I think that's kind of an outdated mindset. But that's yeah. Like I can for, going back yeah. to my example with my sister. Like, yeah, she found the fight TV deal yeah. you're talking about, yes. and she texted me all excited, like, "Hey, I can get this." A-. And I had to tell her, "Well, no, you can't. That's only in the UK." <laughs> like, if they made that exact type of deal available, which I mean, you're under, you, you can't do that here because they're cable agreements, of and course. Stuff. Yeah. But like. I don't know. Like it is definitely, and I think they'll fix it sooner or later. Um, but yeah, the, the Hulu, I keep going back to the Hulu one. Cause it, that one's insane to me that like your, their program is on Hulu, but it's only if you have um, the Hulu, you, you have Hulu live, which is their TV streaming service, which costs right. like $45 a month. Um, so yeah. And look, we know, the guys in the chat, we 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 know there's other alternatives to, of course, but of course, we're, yeah, but we're talking doing about business, yeah, yeah, like it'd be you want to be able to promote it. <laughs> the HBO Max thing is the one that like that one to me is a no brainer, and I, yeah. I think that's going to happen sooner or later. Um, them having a hub on HBO Max to me is just like that's a no brainer. Then you've got. You know, you, you basically you log on to HBO Max. They've got all these different hubs, Looney Tunes, all these different. They'd have an AW screen. You click there, and suddenly you're in like the AW network. 
Yeah. You can watch all your rampages, every episode of Dynamite ever, all the old pay-per-views. You could even put the the YouTube shows on there as well if you wanted to. You probably mm-hmm. don't need to, but um quickly with yeah. this conversation, mine, this because four or five I actually was talking to my brother about this the other day. If you're gonna do physical media, number one, you gotta do Blu-rays, brothers. I mean, the, the, yeah. ask me for 25 pounds for DVDs and there's no Blu-ray option, filth. This Brody thing to me is a good example of if you're gonna do physical media, do it right. There yeah. should be a DVD out of the Brody Lee Tribute Show and all of his best matches, and all the money should be going to that foundation. Right. How easy is that, right? Like there should be a best of dynamite DVD. There should be this episode that. It shouldn't just be as cut and dry pay-per-views. It's absolutely not enough. Now, he's saying that I think it's worth getting into. I know we've already got an hour. Oh, my God, we've got an hour and a half. We had nothing to talk about when we came on this show. I've I've got to be honest, guys. This might be the most boring show I've watched. I've absolutely loved this show. <laughs> These are our best shows. They always, like, not to say, like, The Grin's incredible and we love The Grin, but, like, these shows where we just do impromptu stuff, yeah. these always end up being our best shows. Now, this show tonight has really crossed into the stuff that you shoot and I do off air very much, yeah. but... I mean, here's what I want to talk about here. What if the HBO Max deal hasn't happened because Tony Khan has that in his back pocket as saying he's going to do himself? He I doesn't think- want to sign a streaming service deal because he wants to make his own. That seems feasible, right? That, uh, yeah, you can't rule that out at all. So how would we how would we content like program an AEW streaming service? So here's my first talking point here to bring everything full circle. Remember how I mentioned how the NWA power product would have been at home on the network? Yeah. I mean, them on an AEW network would be the most ideal version of that because they, ain't, they don't think AEW is going to fuck them. Right? And AEW would send talent their way. Right. So there's a starting point. You could have a studio show, and it doesn't have to be them. Would they have indie shows on there? Would they make – would Impact Wrestling – would the folks at Anthem just be like, fuck it, how much do you want to pay us for this? Because right. <laughs> currently we ain't making nothing. <laughs> I don't know. What do you think about that? Like That feels like saying this much more feasible than people like talk about, I find. I mean, it definitely seems possible. I don't know. The one thing that fascinates me, again, and I don't, I'm bad with the, like, I know WWE Network, um, which this is make, but like the reality of it is for what they projected, it ended up being a disappointment. Yes. Um, and I know like that makes people angry when you say, and I loved the WWE network. Like Critical I cool commercial, same yeah, deal, right? Even when I quit watching W like it, I kept the WWE network, um, the Peacock thing, whatever. I'm, I'm not signing up for Peacock. That made me mad. And that's my own thing and whatever, but like them getting rid of the network made me angry. Um, but yeah, the, like I don't know what the viability of that is. That again, that's going into you know you got to make deals with Turner again, you know, because again, like the network, you couldn't Raw wasn't on the network for a month, like, yep. but they were on Hulu. Um, yeah, I mean, it definitely doesn't seem impossible. Um, it's a lot of startup money, especially when they just put a lot of startup startup money into video game. Um, it's probably saying for. A- Quite a way away, I'd imagine. Yeah. <clears throat> now, yeah, this I, is what interests me about it, Shoot. Stuff like this fascinates me. The impact. Oh, yeah. I don't even know like how big a deal it would be, <laughs> being honest. There's but, a lot of stuff, though, man. Yeah, and we both know when you're trying to sell these streaming services, what it really becomes is how long is your like rundown of what's on there? That's what it really becomes. Yeah. There are people that will subscribe to that network 
and will never watch an Impact show. But part of the reason they subscribed is when they read the email, <laughs> there was a, the 11th line said, you know, the best of TNA, Samoa Joe, Kurt Angle. It's, I just think it's, and the, you're absolutely right, it takes a long way away, but man, is it a fascinating thought to do the idea of the WWE Network, but with a promotion that doesn't actively, like, despise the alternatives. Yeah. It's interesting. It's just the yeah, the big thing that sucks is they have so much of the library. They have so much of the the stuff yeah. you would want already. Like for example, world class. Like, could you imagine world class in like oh, on Jim Tony Khan's network, like Mid South? You met like Tony Khan, Mid South. Tony Khan having the Mid South library. He'd fucking probably re- record commentary tracks with like with just him talking about the fucking. Like I just thought here, and this is modern stuff, but it popped me. Like PWG would be on there. You would think, yeah. And PWG, like, people, by the way, is still is the the ultimate example of the stuff we were talking about earlier. If that was easier to watch, yeah. And again, that's another one. Is like everyone goes up in arms about that. I g- legitimately wonder if like. Would they really make more money because of that, or would like the things they would have to do in order to be able to stream it? Oh, yeah, I think there's. I firstly, I think they love the charm of it, which yeah. I appreciate. I would like their like replay distribution to be a bit quicker. Yeah. So I've watched the last month on High Spots. I've watched a bunch of PWG, and like the amount of great wrestling with star wrestlers that promotion has hosted. That people will never see because as much as I love High Spots' streaming service, like it's obviously super niche, right? Like there's not a lot yeah. of people with it. Having like playlists on AEW streaming service, and it's like the best of traffic me, the best of the young bucks in PWG. Dude, I'm telling you, and like you probably would play around and have fun with it, it would blow people's minds. <laughs> like, they've never seen that shit. Joseph, please look at Demon's suggestion for the, the AEW network. Oh, oh, hell. All Japan Power Hour of Eddie Kingston. Now, the problem with that is, and this has been a, a really frustrating kind of deal as, I, as I've tried to watch more of it, is they don't, All Japan don't own that stuff. So if you really? get the if you get the All Japan streaming service, their like history cut like stops at like 2010 or some shit because the, the broadcasting rights the TV deals they used to sign back in, you know, back in the prime, the nineties, those TV networks own the content. Interesting. So, like imagine TK like backdoor it. Cause that was what popped me. You remember when WWE were talking to all Japan allegedly about that was one of the promotions they wanted to be NXT Japan. And there was some people on Twitter being like, yeah, but at least we'd get freaking, you know, Masao on the network. And it's like, Nope, <laughs> you, wouldn't, <laughs> you wouldn't get any of that. Like, so I love the idea. Um, I really wanted them to do something for Japan or Noah when when New Japan was playing hard to get, but in hindsight, thank fuck they didn't do that, right? Like, yeah, that uh, an AEW streaming service that's like wouldn't even necessarily like. Of course, it would have all their content, but like, just it yep. would actually just be a wrestling streaming service. Like, yep. There's yeah, there's it's an interesting idea, and I do it, look if they're which I, I say if, but we, we're pretty confident. But like, they're still around five years from now. It's probably going to be a thing. Um, but yeah, I, I I think in the short term, the HBO Max thing, again, maybe we're not interested, but like that's 
to me, that's a no brainer. You get more, they'd have to get more money out of that deal. Um, now again, HBO max, there's a lot of people that think HBO max sucks. Um, I personally don't have much trouble with the interface. I know a lot of people do. Um, it mm-hmm. maybe depends on your device, but like, it would be so cool if they just, if you could go on there because I would do that. Like there's plenty of stuff I would revisit. <clears throat> like I, I'm not someone who would rewatch whole shows, but I would certainly go through and like watch moments like that. Um, some of it's on YouTube. Some of it's not, but like the Moxley King promo, um, which is one of their best moments. You could also like Goldie mentioned them doing a ride along, and I'm sure he's having fun with it because that show obviously would like the idea of King and Mox kind of like not pulling the curtain back, but kind of detailing that. Because the other thing you could do is you could do documentaries that don't like shatter the vow of kayfabe. Like you know, it doesn't bother me. I know it bothers you more than I. But like, I would like a documentary on the actual on-screen Hangman Adam Page art. Yeah, because I I was talking to my when I when he came out I was showing it to my dad like on Saturday, and he was like, "Bro, try and explain to him that whole story." I ain't got I am not about to do it. <laughs> what you do is like, you you just take your road to format, but you extend it. Right, like you could do a lot of stuff that would be that would basically work as an introduction to the product. Yeah, because the one thing so I from what I don't know if this is true, people have told me that WWE is gaining in terms of visibility from Peacock just because like. They might never watch it, but they're like, oh, yeah, look, there's, you know, fucking Roman Reigns, whoever, I don't know. The one difference is, and I'm not saying this means they'll overtake the review, any of that stuff. What I'm saying is most people in the world have made their minds up on professional wrestling in general, but they have definitely seen WWE. Like, WWE is not, visibility is not WWE's issue. It's just like, it is what it is, whether you like or dislike it. I'm not saying there's millions of people out there waiting to discover AEW because if we're being honest with each other, it's probably none. Yeah. However, worth a shot, right? Shoot, like there's a lot of people who don't know what AEW is. Right. It's a different thing. So that so HBO Max is a good example of it. That visibility would benefit them because it's yeah. just out there in front of people. Yeah, hmm. I mean, I think it's again, it, it's a no brainer. Um, and look, we don't know. For all we know, they're fucking having discussions right now. <laughs> <laughs> you know, with, with the way things seem to work on here, you know, a week from now, they'll announce a fucking deal and, and this whole show <laughs> will look hilarious. But like, yeah, they definitely still have areas of growth. That's the big thing. That's what's exciting about. That's always been the excitement for me. Like, look, we've had this conversation, you know, like startup stuff is appealing to me. Yeah. You know, most most of my sports teams are are teams that started after I was not only born, but old enough to like remember like I, the my baseball team, the Marlins. I watched their first game on ESPN. It's a memory that I have. I was twelve years old, or hadn't quite turned twelve yet, and I w- sat there in my parents' bedroom and watched the first game of my favorite baseball team. <laughs> I've now seen win two championships and mostly be terrible, but like you know, and then you know, hockey. You know, we got a team here, so that was you know, and I I vividly remember like that getting announced. So the AEW thing, like I. Whether I was really that excited about it when they first announced it, because I wasn't, but like, right. I watched that first press conference. I I saw Double or Nothing. I actually I watched All In, even though I wasn't, you know, and that wasn't AEW, but that was kind of the the genesis. Yeah. Like, that's just a cool thing to me, and I, I'm sure that appeals to a lot of people. Like, so, but because we've talked about this, but I think this is the first time we've done it on air. The idea that you're watching 
you're watching something form and history take place in front of you rather than looking back at it and try and recreate. Right. It's, you know, everything you see from this point forward, this will be the story of AEW. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm going to, like, look, and who knows, you know, but in theory, like, 20 years from now, I can talk to someone and be like, yeah, man, like, I lived it. Like, <laughs> I yeah. saw all, you know what I mean? Like, I remember the day the, the company was born. I remember the day Chris Jericho came out as a surprise at the press conference that nobody knew about. Like, I remember all this stuff. You know, we were there. You know, we we lived the night that, that Adam Cole and Brian Danielson debuted within five minutes of each other. And, and that's a real one, brother. Yeah. That's a, people are looking at that, that like three weeks of punk, Brian and Cole, two weeks. Yes. Like, that was magical. No, I, I think there's a lot to that. I think. One of the things most interesting about AEW is that for all of its appreciation and respect for the history of wrestling, which I think we both really enjoy about the promotion, like it's nice. I actually think the promotion's core identity is like the stuff you're seeing now matters. Yeah. And what I mean by that is I think wrestling for the last 20 years has really um, rested on this ongoing notion of let's try to recapture the good old days, you know? Yeah. And there's definitely, like, Tony Khan's motivation is that in many ways. But the way they frame they frame things on their show, what you just said is perfect because you do get the sense, actually, this is the stuff that we're going to be talking about one day, you know? And, like, that great Moxley quote, you know, Moxley goes there at double nothing and they shoot the big angle and he debuts and he, he walks back and he cuts that promo and he goes, we ain't, he, what did he say? He's like, we ain't reading history books anymore. We're writing them. Yeah. I think in a lot of ways that is AEW. Like, <clears throat> respect the history, acknowledge it, use those guys, treat them with respect and dignity. But let's fucking let's make our own hot era, you know? And it might not, it may never have 10 million viewers. The world has changed. It is right. what it is. But you're kidding yourself if you don't think that, as Shoot said, in 20 years, there ain't going to be some dipshit scrolling Wikipedia going, like, that looks like the coolest thing you'll ever talk about. Yeah. And we need to appreciate it because it's, that's pretty fucking awesome if you ask me. Like, look, they. This is the thing that people get. People aren't won't put it in context, so then you get in trouble on Twitter with it. Yeah, they're AEW's definitely red hot right now. Yes. They're red hot within the bubble. That's the context. They're not red hot within like. I mean, yeah, they're they're doing good business, but you know, this isn't mm -hmm. like a boom period. Anyone who calls it a boom period is insane. It's a boom period for us, per you know, on for fans like us. <laughs> Creatively, artistically, but yes. not commercially. It's probably the best way to explain it. And even yeah, but yeah, even commercially within the bubble. Yeah, I guess in some ways it is a commercial success. Yes. I mean, everyone's on fucking TV now, aren't they? It's just they're not. You know, they're not. But maybe not this ever is gonna... where, this. Maybe this is what it looks like, though. Like, do you think I'm? I'm really intrigued by this. Like, do you think it's just stuff doesn't cross over that way anymore? I think that's part of it, yeah. I think uh I think uh consume like look, we make I make all kinds of jokes about people being stupid, but like <laughs> I think I think consumers and like I think a lot of ways like people are smarter than ever. Like in some yeah, like I can be very contradictory about this cuz in some ways people are dumber than ever, but like there's so many options now. Right. Yeah. Like, you know, there's, you're not ever, I don't think we're ever going to see like, 
you know, like Hogan becomes such a big crossover star that he's in movies and like he totally changed it. I don't think that's ever going to happen again because wrestling is a niche and there's so many of them now um, that you don't have to get hooked on some mainstream thing. Like that's not, especially like your generation, like that's a real thing is people don't need in some ways, like it becoming the big thing makes it makes your generation like it even less. So um, that's why I asked because I think media is clearly trend. My God, media is clearly trending in the direction of like if you if you're into something, you can feel your day enjoying it now. Yeah. So a lot of people will have fond memories of when they were kids sitting by the TV and waiting for. You know, like in our bubble, waiting for Raw to start, right? And it's like, that just isn't where we're at anymore. Like the the 5% of those kids that actually likes the show is probably just going to watch more of it on YouTube. And the rest of them are going to find stuff they do like. And like, in terms of, as you said, options is the word, but media is, to me anyway, and look, there's obviously, there's evidence that we, you know, wrestling could be doing better because, like, look how well some of the big sports still hold up. But let's be real, wrestling fucking isn't basketball, football, baseball. Like, it isn't. Maybe, maybe if the if the timeline was different, it could have had a different relationship in that regard. But let's be honest, it's never going to be that, right? It's not going to be an institution of a sport like those are. And if you compare it to TV, it's like it seems like wrestling has just found the people that like it, and like it's about entertaining those people and creating memories and moments that hopefully will encourage that fan bases, you know, kids to get into it and and so on and so forth. So I don't know. I don't know what a boom period looks like, I guess is what I'm saying. Interesting. The only – there's always the possibility of, like, the crossover star. Um, right. That's always looming. Like, there's always the chance. And, look, I'm not even trying to predict anyone because I – you can't – I honestly – you can't predict it. It just happens. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to guess who it is. Like you, it's impossible. Um, of course, there's always the chance of that happening. Um, but any again, I just still don't like. Obviously, I don't think the ceiling is anywhere near what it was, you know, right. before. But you're sure, you know, AEW could. St- and look, I 100 percent honestly, and people knock me for this. Like, I would honestly say that the chances of a true crossover star are higher in AEW than WWE. Because not uh, not opportunity wise, but presentation wise, um, yeah, the the potential that that AEW would let somebody become a crossover star <laughs> intentionally or not, I'm not saying WWE prevents that intentionally. I'm just saying like the way they're you know the way they're set up to where no one's bigger than the brand limits that. Um, no, we. I mean, like Big E was everywhere this weekend, and that'd be cool if that keeps happening. But like, he's the one, though, right? Like, as far yeah. as guys we can see right now, if you was to predict, like Big E's been that guy, I think, for years. He's yeah, so I mean, we were charismatic. Gonna... Yep. But I think there is a truth to what you said about not just presentation, but I also think, like WWE, maybe. Oh, this is going to upset. We're behind a paywall. Who cares? WWE may be too removed from the word, like from anything cool that anything's ever going to cross over that. Right. But they'll have, they'll have those media relationships that allow them to put people on those shows. 
and before any further, I'm not saying AEW is cool in like the real world. I know it's not. I understand. Yeah. What I'm saying is, I just don't know if WWE, when you look at what their show feels like, it will ever have the kind of edge and coolness that even if they get one of those stars over, someone tunes in and goes, "Yeah, this is actually pretty cool," <laughs> right? Because like, I'll be real, like, just being honest, I think their TV is like just it's so um, it's so suited to just the people that already watch. I think people sometimes underestimate how insane it comes across to someone that doesn't watch. And I'm not just talking about the wrestling weirdness that we all appreciate and admire and embrace. I'm talking about the way people talk on that show. Right. I'm talking about the way they act on that show. Yeah. Now, I actually, this is how hilarious wrestling is now. I don't think I'm wrong to say that Orange Cassidy is like on the board. Yeah. Well, I can you... see Orange Cassidy sitting on a major talk show dead silent. Right. <laughs> and it going viral. Like, so it's hard to predict that stuff. Who would have ever guessed Orange Cassidy, right? Like, yeah. And I mean, I looked. I mean, there's a ceiling to him too, but like, for sure, yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't even. We don't even know what it looks like. It's the kind exactly. This is the argument um, that doesn't really interest me very much. Um, like the idea of like how we get the casual fans. Personally, I don't care. Um, I think people. I think people spend way too much time trying to figure that out. Um, the last thing I want. Is AW and they they're not going to anywhere. Like the last thing I want is for AW to start trying to book their shows to get the quote unquote casual fan that probably doesn't even exist. Like do do for good professional wrestling that appeals to your fan base. Um, and look, I'm not. I, I agree. I agree with you that you can't say AW is cool. But you also, if you're flipping through the channels and you land on AW and that crowd's going nuts, I mean, you at least are like, hey, what is this? You may, maybe I you're change the channel but i agree and i think that's the secret ingredient to the tv ratings thing sorry the tv rights thing that kind of goes under the radar i'm not saying it matters but i would imagine that it's a conversation that when the usa network tweets about raw the replies are fuck this show this sucks boring repeat and when they when tnt is about AEW, it's like collectively people popping for hangman page and then being like cowboy shit and everyone's having fun I'm not saying that matters now. I know nothing about TV, but like if I was in my mind, I think that it would, I would notice it and think one of these products, if we can get more eyes on it, these people seem to like this show. Yeah. And the, like, let's be real, man. It is toxic. WWE will tweet the most innocuous shit ever. Like we're doing this match tonight. And people are like, go fuck yourselves. This suck. This is, it's terrible. Like, yeah. and that's another conversation that they've kind of built themselves and they've dug themselves a hole with that regard. But yeah, I'll be real. I think it is more cool. I'm just saying it isn't like pop culture cool. You know, that's what I was right. saying. Yeah, that's like, I just, I don't, look, I don't know what AEW ceiling is. I don't know that, again, like you said, I don't, 1.8 million is probably never happening. But growth is gradual. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, they're already, like, I think Dynamite's getting close to a million again. Maybe they'll fall under it again. They haven't yet, but like maybe they will. Um, they probably well these Saturday shows probably will, but you can't count those. Um, but the baseline slowly rises, um, and you can't discount the fact that like they move tickets, man. Like they move tickets better than WWE does. Um, not that you know, WWE has the stadium shows, and AW hasn't done that. 
they, so maybe they can. Um, does does that not suggest that it is actually a boom period? In some ways, yeah. Because like the attendance is nuts right now. Yeah, their attendance is great. I mean, they don't sell out every week, but like compared to anything else, it's great. There's not a lot of things even in, in American sports that sell out every week anymore besides like football. It's as good as it's been since there was a boom period, I guess. Is yes. What, you know. Yeah. Um, I I mean I that's I think that's the next step for AEW is a stadium show. Um, I think that's coming sooner than later. That's not a, a scoop or anything I've heard or anything dumb like that. I just t- the the natural progression would tell me that they're going to try that soon. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's a that's an interesting. I mean, I I think we all know they're going to run Craven Cottage, but that's not that's not that much bigger than Arthur Ashe for anyone who who doesn't know. I mean, that's you're probably talking twenty seven thousand maybe there. Um, yeah, <laughs> it's going to look pretty not, weird too. Yeah. <laughs> That'll be fucking awesome. Depending on how they yeah. like, obviously it depends logistically and how they'd have to set it up. But if they can set it up the way that I'm picturing, because that's a beautiful fucking stadium. It's weird, but it's beautiful. <laughs> um, I'm really intrigued what they like, how they approach that from a media perspective. You know, yeah, because like, that's their first time coming here. When it, this is going to happen next summer, like it's, it, right. everyone says that it's locked in. Um. But I'm intrigued if they will like blitz it or they will just think to themselves, well, there's going to be fucking 25,000 wrestling fans that are going to turn up. Fuck it. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Because the UK is a huge thing for them, man. TNA nailed the UK and they was like not commercially successful at all. Right. TNA was more popular in the UK than WWE, like in terms of numbers, that is. And like, it was not popular in America particularly. It was just on a better network here. And, you know, I guess I think the UK, I, I think the UK fans kind of, I guess they prefer the product. I don't fucking know. They used to, I mean, they used to sell out like Wembley easily and they couldn't sell 2000 tickets in America. It's crazy. I'll, I'll be honest with you. I think they, I think they'll sell out Craven Cottage pretty easily. I do too. Yeah. But the I question is, do they settle for that? Right. Or do they go full? UK media blitz every radio TV yeah. show. Like that's what interests me. Um what's the UK main event? I don't think they have to do something specifically no, for the British. I audience. think they may see it that way, but I'm gonna be on it. My god, look at Reese's thing. Look his logo. Oh, thing. that's awesome. God that rules. Um I I'll be honest, as someone that's definitely gonna be at that show. I really don't need him to build it around like the two Brits they have. I'd rather they just do a great show. But um, I hope Cody wins the main event. <laughs> He'd have to be resting, so I'm really interested <laughs> for me to for me to stick up with that. I'm gonna be honest here. <laughs> what do you think they're gonna do at Craven Cottage? Think they're gonna do um, TV? I think it'll be. You know, it wouldn't surprise me if it's TNT special. I don't think it'll be a pay per view. So how would you do a TNT speech? Would you air it live or would you do the old UFC model of just like tape delay? Or are you best to do what they did with Grand Slam and just tape a four-hour block and then air it? It depends on... I guess when you do it. If you're doing it in the summer... Man, you really could do like a 2 p.m. on a Saturday if if you build it. You can't do that here in the fall because of football on Saturday or Sunday. But in the summer, the I think it'll be June. 
Yeah, I, you probably could do that. I don't know. I'm not saying they will. If my my instinct would be that they wouldn't do that, but man, that would be pretty fucking cool if they just did like 3 p.m. on a Sunday. It's interesting. I think the Grand Slam thing was really fascinating because they just split their TV and give you like a four hour pay per view, and yeah. I could see them wanting to give the UK folks like the most of their roster. You know. Which is what Grand Slam? Let this be real. If you went to Grand Slam, who did you not see? Orange yeah. Cassidy. That was it, right? And he still he, came out. He yeah. did stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe it would yeah, be. Like, it probably if you're doing a three p.m., it probably would make some more sense to do it as a pay per view than a TV show. Would is TK nuts enough to do like the thing where he just puts it on at like one a.m. here? He's just like fuck it, eight p.m. Eastern time. The UFC do that shit sometimes, and it's crazy, dude. What I went to, like, a UFC fight night in Sweden, and the, the show started at, like, 2 in the morning, for, so it was on Fox at the right time. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I don't think he would do that. <laughs> can you 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 can you do that there? I don't think you could do that here. The public transport would be crazy. I don't think that, so. Just like, I, I guess I don't really know, but, like, I would have to imagine, like... I'm thinking about it now. Stadium. You probably couldn't run a stadium. Yeah. I'm pretty sure you couldn't... Start a show at 1 a.m. in a stadium over here. But Maybe I'm wrong is, about that, but like. So when they did this, I'm actually now intrigued by the logistics of this myself. And I was there. But when they did this, because like obviously the undercard was on beforehand, like it didn't feel like you were there that late. Does that make sense? Like you, yeah. you got there at like 10 p.m., which is late. Don't get me wrong. But like, okay, this was in, this is the thing though. I was going to say about attendance. They had 30,000 people there. Wow. Yeah. So I don't. I just remember that being a wild, like, because that's what I always assume Vince would do if he did the WWE at this point. He's like, fuck it. <laughs> Who cares? Let's just do it. Let's just do it at two in the morning. I think three, I think a 3 p.m. pay per view would do fine again in the summer. Um, yeah. But, but dude, I mean, you could do, I don't see any reason why you couldn't do, what would that be? Dude, how much uh, does this roll? Look, all out. Max comment. Our mess comment here. UFC did fights in the Middle East at night at five in the morning, so it could be on nine PM. That's incredible, <laughs> man. My instinct still is that, that that won't be one of their four pay per views. Um, because I for it to be summer, it would be all out and all out Chicago. I don't think they're going to deviate from that. Yeah, and they um, want to get back to Vegas for um. Yeah, for double or nothing. How big is that stadium that SummerSlam run? That's too big, right? The one in. You know, the, they were, SummerSlam was Vegas, right? That big stadium. Oh, yeah, that's too big. That's like, that's a full-size football stadium. That's 75,000. Oh, yeah, that's way too many. Yeah. It'll be interesting if they do t- dip their toe in the old stadium. What was? I Baseball. Um, it's interesting. And look, I'm not even saying it. And it probably doesn't work because Florida's burnout in Miami, I don't think, is a great wrestling town anyway. But like the Marlin Stadium of baseball stadiums is kind of the most interesting one because it has a roof, and I think it's like one of the smallest ones of all the baseball stadiums. Mm. Um, I think you're, I think you'd be looking at thirty-five, forty. Um, I don't know if they'd fill that, but I think they could come close if they build it right. And I'm, fa- I don't know what their ceiling is. That's actually a really interesting one to me. I get, like we were talking about this when we thought we were going to full gear and we were terrified we weren't going to be able to get tickets. Um, I think they're to the point now where they can't, they shouldn't be running pay-per-views in these 
small they got to run full like nba nba yeah. nhl type, type arenas um and they probably could go a little bit bigger it's just a matter of how many venues are there like that and like i mean clearly they could run arthur ash it feels like they they're i don't know what the stadium is but chicago feels like the place to do this yeah and they don't really have because that's like their, this be real that's their home territory now yeah I don't give a shit what they do elsewhere. The, they can the run Field. <laughs> there you go. Someone said Wrigley. There you go. Um, Baseball yeah. stadiums are weird, though. You don't see a lot of um, – their dimensions are weird for, for putting on a show. Um, I do think I, – uh, yeah, I don't – United Center feels like where All Out would be from now on. Um, I don't know if they want I, – I, look, I get it, but I think that means a lot to them, that building. Yeah. Maybe you just go fucking crazy and do the TV that week at the United Center and then the pay-per-view in the smallest building. <laughs> <laughs> I saw someone mention the element though, and this always pops me. But TNA Wrestling, great professional wrestling promotion, they run that stadium. Um, and as you know, shoot, the element is pretty big, isn't it? Um, obviously, it can be resized depending on the uh, event. They the sold huge. They sold seventy-two hundred tickets for the uh, the Alamo Dome, so it I looked didn't very know different. They ran the Alamo Dome. Yeah, it looked very different. You'll be surprised. And that was a big house for them, though. I just remember them announcing it and people online being like, oh, my God, <laughs> optimistic. <laughs> Just at the Alamo Dome is a 64,000-seat stadium. That's what I'm saying. They, yeah. they had 7,000 7, people in there. Because I know that's, that's where that's where um, the Rumble was with Sean, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's what I, that's what I was getting at. My bad. It was like it popped me when they announced it. People thought they were, they were expecting to pack it out, and it was just like a tiny little portion of the stadium. They did. They, yeah. uh, they did. Uh, twenty seventeen Rumble was there too. They they filled it right. Yeah, they did sixty thousand in nineteen ninety seven. Um, which was shenanigans. Sure a lot of that was yeah, papered or whatever. They did fifty two thousand in twenty seventeen. Their biggest attendance there is the uh, uh, NCAA basketball. They've done sixty eight thousand. Yeah, well done. That's like I don't know. I'm trying to think of what like what I picture is like the type of stadium they could do would be like a college football stadium for like the smaller schools that like have like 25, 30,000 seat football stadium. Mm-hmm. But the problem is that um, most of the schools that have that size of stadium are not in metro areas. So then that becomes an, a problem. Um, Cause I'm trying to, th- I like, I'm trying to think of, like I'm sure there's examples. I'm sure there's a handful of ones that have like um Charlotte I think has one. Um I think the University of Charlotte built a football st- and again the only problem then is you're still you're always worried about rain cuz these aren't domes. Yeah. Um What a hilarious like, conversation this has become. Yeah, this is this is the type of shit that, that yeah. we do, though. Just start plotting out potential stadiums. <laughs> oh, I'm way wrong. That Charlotte football stadium only is 15,000 people, so you might as well just run an oh, arena yeah. for that. It's not an arena, bro. <laughs> yeah. I thought, that, I thought it was a little bit bigger than that. But, yeah, like, the, like I know just because it's near me, like Ohio University, I think their football stadium is about 25,000. Mm-hmm. But, again, it's in the middle of nowhere, so you can't, you can't run a pay-per-view there. <laughs> they don't have the – It'd be a yeah, mess. There's I think a dome. Arthur Ash is going to become like the big. Arthur Ash and United Center are going to become like the big shows. I think. Yeah, I think they're going to run Arthur Ash every year. By the way, 
I said this before they even did after Ash. Tony Khan, if you're watching, you got to do what they do on them UFC video games where you get the riots, dude. I I don't want to just select Dynamite. I want to have the option of after Ash, United Center, Daily's Place is inevitable. How perfect would that be, dude? That's that's like that is such a great example of where the AEW product is different to WWE. That would make no difference on WWE. They look exactly the same everywhere they go. <laughs> I just think that would be so awesome. I'm about to send you a picture. Oh, um, no. Is it a Bob O'Neill? No. And this, again, this is just me being dumb because I, um, I know they can't run here, but I want you to see this place. Um, Jericho Cruise is another one you'd have on the video game. That should just be on the Oh, game. yeah, that, that would be, be cool. Um. So, oh, man. yeah, so I, I'm sure some people in the chat may know this, but um, the University of Idaho <laughs> plays in like a dome that's only, it's like 20,000 seats. It literally looks like somebody cut a beer can in half. It's, it's, called, it's called the Kibbe Dome. God. I would die for them to run a show there. Now, again, you're not going to run a show in the middle of fucking Idaho. <laughs> <laughs> God, it would be cool. Um, the place, from what I've heard, is loud as hell. Um, like I can't even imagine. And the way that place is set up, they could probably do like I don't even think they'd have to block any seats off to have the set. So like literally, right. you could sell every seat in the building plus floor seats. Floor, yeah. They'd probably they could probably do twenty four thousand there. But God, yeah, this because they're definitely never going to run that place. But oh you've yeah, talk, you've talked me into it. Yeah, I mean it's in fucking Idaho. I mean, <laughs> by the way, shout out to this here: Hardy Compound, Jura Cruz parking lot is another one. Got to do the parking yeah. lot. Yeah, so we iconic can match. What a great match that was! All time, man. That's like yeah. They're very proud of that one too. If you hear Santana and Ortiz talk about it, they're very like they they're very thankful to have that moment. I think they both believe that would be kind of. Other than eventually winning the belts, which we all assume is coming. Oh yeah, um, coming. that's like their crowning moment. That's just you know, it's a TV main event, man. It's it's a, it's a big deal. Canada's another big one too. What's the situation go- with Canada now? Is right it now, like- it's just because of COVID. It's just it's too hard to do it. Um, is it still like super tight right now? Because I know it was pretty. They've kind of. I know they're loosened up some for sports, like this. This will you enjoy. You may have seen this tweet, but it I, it popped me tremendously. Um, they had to warn, like the NBA Players Association or whatever, um, that any unvaccinated player that came to Toronto to play the Raptors, if they were caught breaking quarantine or whatever, they would go to jail for six months. Fucking Brad Bill is doomed. Yeah. Like, that's like, a real thing. Um, how crazy is it? While well, on that topic briefly, did I, I thought I read today that if you're, if you're unvaccinated and the team you play for, that state doesn't require vaccination, you can go and play away. Like, fine. Yeah. I think, like, Brad, so Bradley Bill can play in New York unvaccinated because he's not. Well, no. I think that's the thing. No, it has, it depends on. Um. Oh, actually, you may be right. I think that's. The, I think the away players can play. <laughs> I 
I could be focused. Look, I don't know what I'm talking about. I would just suggest get vaccinated. But yeah, I don't I know think for sure I read what that is. Because I, I remember that being a thing that I, I think that was a question of whether they were going to be able to play in Toronto. Because obviously that's a whole different government. And of course, I'm a Raptors fan. So my reaction was, fuck yeah, don't let them play. Give us some fucking competitive <laughs> advantage, man. Because Toronto, their whole team's vaccinated. So, <laughs> do, do you guys want to be good this year? Though? I want you guys like doing a sort of... No, we're... No. They're, they they always try to win. That's That's not how they operate. They're gonna they're gonna be better than expected. I think it, the only issue is I don't know how long Siakam's gonna be out. Yeah, I'm telling. I think they're getting slept on a little bit. I don't know. I'm, I've been out like this summer. Yeah. I made the very conscious decision. You'll never know why. Um, <laughs> no, I made the very conscious decision to be like I'm gonna just like wait, come back around when the season starts, rather than living and dying on every daily rumor. Not good for me. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I think they're gonna be. Look, I'm not I I don't even pretend to be a basketball expert, but like I Toronto's to the, like l- last year was bad, but let's be last year had so many mitigating factors that it's hard for to sure. hold that against them. Especially for them. Yeah. 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 They've reached the point with me where I they very much I just trust. That's one of they they're one of the best organizations in the league, which is hilarious sure. because they were a laughing stock for years and years. Um I think uh Precious that they got from Miami in their development system. I think he's going to be pretty good. Um, it appeared like it, it looked like they didn't even want Dragic, but now like he may be a starter. So, and he's still got some, you know, he's still got something in the tank. He's that sad. kid they got yeah, from Florida good. State, Barnes, he's going to be really good, State I think. Barnes, yep. Ananobi, I, we keep waiting for that breakout season. Um, he's a tremendous defender, but like if he ever, he's only like 23 still. Mm-hmm. It just if Siakam gets back and he's healthy, I mean, I'm not saying they're going to win the East or anything, but I think they're going to be better than people think they're going to be. Right? Yeah. I, Siakam's interesting in terms of like what he what he ends up being, right? Like long term. He was like, underrated to overrated. And now he's back to underrated again. Because people got so dramatic with his with yeah. shortcomings. I think he's an interesting one for a team like Toronto that that like they very much have that approach of let's stay steady and if something opens up we can make the move right yeah see if a star becomes available via trade it's great to have a guy like Siakam because then you can pair them so that's why I think he's interesting is if they aren't particularly good I'm intrigued by what happens with him but we know yeah I agree with that I love that we've never done basketball so that's hilarious um (laughs) well yeah and look I would be 100 like of well, no hockey, I'm worse, but like hockey, I know my team and nobody else. But um, yeah, yeah, I don't pretend to be an expert in basketball. Um, I mean, I'm not an expert in any sport, but like I can Other talk than more. The King of sports, professional wrestling, of course, yes. But I can certainly talk more knowledgeably about football and baseball than I can. Ba- like I don't understand basketball plays, which is always funny when I play the video game. Like, I, I don't run plays. I don't Same. besides pick. I can do a pick and roll. Pick and roll. That's what you need, bro. <laughs> um, while we're on this topic, let's do have a little cro- crossover here. True or false? Confirm shoot. Kyrie Irving will appear in the World Wrestling Federation by this time next year. <laughs> it wouldn't shock me at all if he just retires. I said what on Twitter today, dude, man. Dude, the Sixers are going to trade for him and he's going to retire immediately and it's going to be one of the most incredible Twitter days in the history of recorded social media. The but ben they're going to do a whole thing. Incredible, man. Dude, I... He just showed up. 
How Did great you see was that? that story? Yeah, when he was like, he told Elton Brown he's outside. Yeah. <laughs> so I said on the show, so I said this on Twitch earlier, folks. I'm sorry, I'm repeating. This is just me to want to shoot at this point. Okay, I'm sorry. But it seems like either one or two things is going to happen. Most likely, he is going to discover some sort of injury or ailment and just kind of be around so he doesn't right. have to get fired. However, I do think there is a hilarious chance that he's like, fuck Rich Paul. <laughs> Nothing to do with me. I'm back. It'll be fine. Because it kind of seems like they've made a mess of this, right? Oh, like yeah. I mean, MB tracked him. Dude, as soon as they find Ben, the reports leaked that like, they were alarmed by this in his camp. Like He wasn't told that he wasn't going to get paid. So, I don't know. Ben Simmons is one of those things where like, I just – I'll be very real with you, and I said this on another show. Like, I'm almost certain that he's going to do some sort of long-form interview eventually, and this whole story will be looking different. Um, I am trying not to dunk violently because I have, like, not shown up to episodes of my podcast because I was stressed out. <laughs> <laughs> I got the sense watching that dude in the playoffs that he was having a fucking episode, man. Yeah. He, he, like, he was like a zombie out there, man. It's crazy. That's that's a place that we're still not at with, with professional sports and understanding the yeah. – um, we we just expect them to be stronger than that, and look, and I'm not. It is an aspect of the game. Like, sure, yeah. I mean, it, it really is. I'm not saying that we should expect them to to overcome this stuff automatically or anything. But I mean, it mental toughness is literally a quality of the game. Like that's just the way it is. Fair, or not whatever. Um, yeah, he's an interesting one. Simmons, when when he was rumored for Toronto there for a while. That was one where it's like it was really easy for me to talk myself into it and talk myself out of it. Like, there's part of me because he's still really young. He's really good too. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's part of me that like you put Simmons in Toronto's organ, and that's I'm not knocking Philly's organization, but no, but it's very different. The culture yeah. will be very different. If yeah. you put him in that in Toronto's culture, he'd probably be good. Um, and I did just see. Which t- tells you I haven't really I'm like I'm not ready for basketball season yet. But All like, right. They was just reported today that like Siakam's been full go for four to six weeks now. They just they've been it's been no contact. So that's gonna uh he's gonna start contact work this week and he may be back two to three weeks. Oh so. god, this is now an NBA news show. Yeah. <laughs> hey man. This is what we do. We just kinda talk. We've never well, done it, the basketball thing before though, which does rule. Yeah, I mean, we'll probably do it. It hasn't been basketball. We've only been doing this for two, oh, two months. Shit, you're right. Yeah, I forgot. Uh, I mean, I can talk about football too if you want. But Dude, if um, I'd have told you three months ago <laughs> that this is where we'd be right now, this yeah. whole platform would have been rebranded accordingly. What? Like, I would have been shocked. I can only imagine how you would have felt about it. It would have been like, what? What happened? I was talking to JJ today. Not. Not Williams, the RPR JJ. Oh my god! Okay. And he was he DM'd me. Um, I don't remember what he said to me, and I was like, like I was supposed to be a guest on one show, <laughs> and here yeah. I am. Like that was supposed to be a one. Like we had talked about Fleet Week a little bit, which is funny because we're not even doing Fleet Week anymore. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that was supposed to be a one off, and now it's like we're doing eight ten hours a week together um some weeks and again look i'm not this is probably the wrong thing to say to our paying audience but like 
if AEW stops being fun, I'm not going to be on here talking about wrestling I don't like. Like that ain't a thing for me. Mm-hmm. Like this is a very unique circumstance where I've got the, I've actually got a product that I'm passionate about. It's fun to talk about. Um, losing that would be a big hit to us trying to do content. Um, it would be a great month though, where you like stick yeah. it out, and I try to like I try you out on every different show, and then it concludes. You just go, I'm done, guys. See you later. <laughs> <laughs> Meech, that's actually a compliment that we're great background noise. Um, yeah. And also, whenever I'm listening to shit, it's only because I need to in my ears while I do something else. I'm gonna be real. That's the way. I, that's the way my brain works. You know. Yeah. Like I'm not a. I don't. We talk about. I don't ever want to insult you guys and say like we don't care. But like, ninety like this whole thing's a bit to me, and I don't mean that in an insulting way. But like, I'm just having fun, man. Yeah. Like, like, and again, like I told you know you all made fun of me that it wasn't a great sales pitch, but I mean, I meant it. Like we put that store up. I don't actually expect anyone. Like I literally, every time I get an email that someone bought something, it pops me tremendously. I love y'all for buying this stuff. And, and look, I mean, in all seriousness, this shirt actually turned out pretty cool. Like I genuinely like this shirt. It's funny. Um, but I mean, the fact that the store exists at all is a bit like, um, you know, we're this new, wrestling conversational content thing that i've come up with that that um i'm sure most of you figured out is a hundred percent me making fun of wwe terminology um but i'm also gonna say it every episode now so <laughs> because Dude, i'll never forget when they posted that graphic and it was like conversation series and it was just like man that's like a home run and you've managed to hit a single incredible yeah. stuff so yeah, I mean, in all seriousness, the way I look at the grin is this is a bit that everyone's in on. Yes. Like we're just we're just having fun. Like I mean, that, that's the I think you guys can tell that, which is probably the appeal to the show. Like, I, I don't, I'm not putting on a show for you guys. Like, I'm just on here having fun and talking. And like, sometimes we are, um, we have actual topics, and we and I don't pay much attention to the chat. And sometimes I cut Joseph off in the middle of a sentence. Cause I answer someone in the chat. Cause it pops me like, yeah, this is, we're, all, we're just having fun, man. Like literally we're on this show right now. Cause I didn't have anything better to do tonight. And it was like, well, my options are, I can play video games, which I haven't turned my PS five on since we started doing these shows. I don't think. Um, Welcome to my world, bro. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Did a whole bit on there about getting the PS5 and then like never play it because I'm doing these shows so much. Yeah. It's not ideal. I'm getting ready. I think I'm going to get FIFA tonight. Oh, my God. Yeah, I'm, I've been leaning towards it for, for a couple days now. Um, but yeah, I mean, we're just having fun. The fact that you guys enjoy it is awesome. Um, all these – look, this is something like I – you guys built this and I've just kind of come on. Um been Without a lot of building, since you, yeah, there's been a lot of building since you got here, though. Yeah, like I don't want to, I don't want to sound like an ass or anything, but I do feel like, you know, I've con- contributed to kind of mm-hmm. going it up another notch, just because I'm insane. And once I fucking decide I'm gonna do something, I, I fucking <laughs> do it. Like, um, is that fine line I'm trying to walk? Like, I don't ever want this to be something I'm required to do. <laughs> The sec- that's the way my brain works is like the second this was a requirement for me to do it I immediately wouldn't like it as much which is why like covering wrestling never interests me before because like 
Like the, the thing I, I always make fun of Bob for this. <laughs> I'll go back and look, I, all of our jokes aside, I love Bob to death. But that tweet he made that one night about not watching Rampage because he wanted to unwind. And I was just like, this is like watching Rampage is how I unwind, man. Like, I like professional wrestling. <laughs> that is so fucking insane, dude. <laughs> I get what he meant, though. But like, oh, come on. Though, if that's man. your attitude, you're probably watching a little bit too much professional wrestling. There's also oh. the thing that like, there's a certain side that every time their show is on, he's like, they go into like the battlefield. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> they, have to, they have to deal with all the criticism and all the meanies not liking it. It's like I mean, let's be let's be a hundred like look. I'm gonna give Bob a little bit of credit here. Oh fuck. He actually handles the WWE AEW stuff the way a normal person would. He just True. watches both shows and he likes both of them. As much shit as we give him all the time. Yeah, he's not a culprit of it at all and hasn't been for about a year. <laughs> yeah, like he just watches both shows and he likes them both. Sometimes yeah. he likes AEW more, sometimes he likes WWE more. Yes. That's, that's honestly the sanest way to handle it. Um, Agree. I'm not sane, so. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm very much, I'm an all or nothing person, so. I could like that was my thing is once I didn't want to watch Raw every single week I didn't want to watch Raw anymore like I I can't like like I tried to do the pay per views only and I couldn't do that because I was like well I want I either going to watch all of it or I'm not going to watch any of it at all is that a normal well adjusted way to do it absolutely not um, I think about this a lot it's slightly different take on it you know you mentioned the pay per views like. I don't think it's probably it's probably not normal, like the amount of frustration those shows would cause me when I would review them for five. Yeah. Like I, I mechanically thought they were good shows almost every time because the wrestling's good. But like I had to t- I had to start reviewing them because I was just losing my mind. Yeah, that's definitely on me. Like, that's weirdo shit. I'm not saying it's not. But I think we're both kind of just like nuts in that sense, though. Maybe probably different ways, but. I can't just completely divorce myself from what I think wrestling should be. So, like, the Oracle of Wrestling is great at just watching a match for a match. Yeah. Like, I'm going to just sit and watch this Sheamus match and enjoy it. And God bless, man. But I'm going to just watch that match and be like, I'm bored. I don't care about any of these people. I'm not invested. That's me. That's exactly how I am. Yeah. That was me watching Omega and Okada, the first one. I was like, this is really good, but I don't care. Like, I could appreciate that the work was good, but I wasn't invested in it. So how many people experienced the same thing you did and instead turned that into trying to convince themselves it was bad? Fair. You know? Because yeah. there was a lot of people that didn't like those matches on my timeline that loved the Brian and Kenny match, and it's like, it's almost like the difference is you were invested this time. Because <laughs> I think you and I were like that. Like, I, the last time I watched those matches, I thought they were great, but I didn't. I wasn't watching close enough to care. Yeah. But in hindsight, that's literally the only thing that I didn't like. That's the only thing that stopped me from saying they're the greatest matches ever. I didn't care. Like if I was invested, I'd have sat there for the whole forty-seven minutes live and been fucking out, out of my mind. You know, right? Investment is the thing about wrestling that everyone just. I just be honest, man. It's the actual like key ingredient to professional yeah. wrestling, and everyone's so scared of just being like, "Yeah, I like this person," and it's how it. It's how, and everyone, how they manifest their interest is different. 
Yeah. Um, some people, um, they just decide they like this one specific wrestler, and no matter what happens, and I'm not even I'm not talking about to like the insane level because you know what I, you you know what I'm talking about there. But like, yeah. there are people who will like look. I really like this wrestler. Anything they do, I'm into it. Um, not to the point that I'm going to defend them to an insane degree, but like I'm into it. That's not how I watch wrestling. Um, like we've talked, look, we the Buddy Matthews thing. That, that's a bit. That's not a bit. <laughs> I legitimately, if he goes to Impact, I legitimately don't know how many of his matches I'm going to watch. And he's one of my favorite right. wrestlers in the world because that's not how I watch wrestling. I'll probably. I will probably DVR impact from now on. If he goes there, um, I will probably watch some of it, some of his mm -hmm. matches, but I won't watch all of them. Um, investment for me is um, both story and like, like a specific story um, that's involved in, for that match or an overall interest in the promotion. Um, which is where AEW is right now. And that was what killed WWE for me is like, I personally, and I know you agree with me on this. I felt like if you were invested in WWE, the way that we look at professional wrestling, you actively got punished for it. Like, yes. They agree. would actively insult you for doing that. Um, and in all seriousness, there were people on, there's people on Twitter who would then make fun of you for caring. Um, That's something that I um, I got into a little bit after the last pay-per-view. So after the last show where Finn, you know, did all the Finn, the Finn stuff, um, there were people on Twitter that were being like, this is dumb, I'm mad about it. And then there was this segment of folks that was like, look at you, you dog, caring about it and being upset about it. And it's like... I that stuff actively annoys me because it, it's literally the reason why I'd stop watching. There's a line, right? That's there is a line where you care. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm not gonna but, sit yeah. like you never see me on these shows shouting and screaming, right? Like, I'm not, I, I do yeah. think that's cringe, but like, yes, if your favorite wrestler, okay, let me let me this talk about without even this be real about what Finn Balor was, okay? Finn Balor is a guy that went back to NXT and reinvented himself as like a straight-laced, Bret Hart-esque world champion. He would kick the shit out of guys. He would almost work heel sometimes when he was working with babyfaces because he was so vicious. He comes back up. He gets programmed with Happy Corbin because he's used as a decoy in the John Cena program. Already you get him frustrated, right? Right. He then just loses to Roman on TV. Granted, you know, screw finish, so they protect him. And they resurrect the demon. Now, look, I'm not, a, I'm not like a diehard Finn fan. Where I'm going to watch every match, but I'm a pretty big fan. As soon as the demon came back, I'm like, oh, fuck. Like, now he's back to doing this shit. What was the point of going to NXT? Then, in the biggest match against, against the, ma the match against the biggest guy in the promotion, the finish is a laughing stock, a joke. Am I not allowed to be like, man, fuck this? Yeah. <laughs> and I know you not like agree with that, but I don't know. I just. I just find that to be, and then yeah, you're right. Like some of these dudes come on like screaming. It's like bro, just yeah. stop watching. Like it's dumb. Yeah. But it's a weird. It's a weird dynamic they have. Like now, I think I'm different to you in the sense that I am much more the wrestler side of it than you are. I think not to like the crazy degree, but like when Samoa Joe went back to NXT, I started watching NXT again. Yeah, 
and I would just literally watch like mostly his shit. Yeah. Unless I was reviewing it or analyzing it, but there's a handful of guys like that for me. Like if Andrade went to Ring of Honor, I'd watch Ring of Honor more closely, uh, which is hilarious because Andrade is not one of my favorite AEW guys, but I loved that dude so much in WWE. Right. <laughs> um, you know, there's probably some I'm I forgetting, but I'm more that way. But like the key ingredient is the same for both of us: investment. Yeah, you know, and it's yeah, I, and it's that, everything. Again, those people who get so worked up are are insane to me. Yeah. But the opposite take where you make fun of it and you're like, why do you care? It's just pro wrestling. When right. you spend, you know, eight hours a week watching pro wrestling and tweeting about it 15 hours a week. <laughs> to me, you're dunking on yourself at that point yes. because it's like, you know, look, if your attitude is why do you care and you only casually watch it, all power to you. Like, you know, if you, you know, if you watch matches that only interest you and you watch wrestling every now and then and you're a casual viewer and and you make fun of people for taking it too seriously, perfectly valid. But if you watch every episode of Raw and every episode of NXT and every episode yeah. of SmackDown and you're on Twitter tweeting about wrestling and quote tweeting people when there's not even shows going on and then you turn around and make fun of people for having emotional response to professional wrestling you're a sociopath like (laughs) why are you spending all this time with professional wrestling if you don't if you're going to make fun of people for caring about it so let's dive into a little bit so you know i agree with all that we've talked about before remember when punk the fan that cried and we kind of did this and i'm i think it's not said enough what you say is true but the thing with the crazy fans is I'm not going to dunk on like a, a – you remember when they did the Banks Flair program that went on forever and every time you thought Banks was going to actually beat her and put an end to it, Charlotte would just win on pay-per-view? Remember this yeah. back in the – like like if you got really mad about the result of those matches and you was like actively upset, like I think that's a little much, but like I get it. I think it gets really crazy when it's like weird shit. Like when someone, you know, where they were placed on a poster. That's yeah. when me personally, I'm, and listen, if you're in the chat and you do this, God bless. I'm not, I'm not judging. <clears throat> but when I follow someone and they start analyzing how much people are on posters, I'm like, I don't know what you're doing now. This is like a sports team for you. Like this register yeah. has now become your sports team. That's a weird vibe. But like, if you're switch, like, and let's be clear, it's weird when people do that with sports teams too. Like I, oh, I, have, sure, I yeah. root for several sports teams that are like underappreciated and like they'll get – the national media hates us right, and why yeah. don't we get like that shit's weird too like weird complex yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just I, you, there's other examples of it like oh like my favorite wrestlers sold this much like merchandise so it's like they've it's like i don't know maybe you should just enjoy the matches and the promos one of the weirdest ones i'm gonna just say this because I don't, I don't care but like i think there's a lot of sasha banks fans that like just Ride or die for their favorite wrestler, and all hell, man. At least they aren't bootlickers for the promotion, you know. Yeah. But when they do the deal where they're like, hopefully she can just get out and go do Star Wars. It's like, surely, like you just wanted to watch him wrestle. Yeah, don't you want to watch <laughs> exactly? Don't you want to watch him wrestle? Like, <laughs> I guess that's the end of the video game for them, right? Like that would be their character winning and getting out. I guess that's how it works. I don't fucking know. <laughs> yeah, I don't understand that. Um yeah, I think the wrestler thing for me is kind of built from WWE. 
where they kind of taught me to, to stop caring about individual wrestlers because they made it really hard. Um, I'm not look. I don't want to blame everything on them, but like, you know, that's was the only game in town for a long time. So they do. I think they've shaped how a lot of people watch wrestling, whether whether they meant to and whether you meant to let it happen. Um, but that is a real thing. Like when you asked me who from WWE did I want to come to AEW, and I couldn't give you an answer until I really looked at it because that's just not like to me. I'll right. get excited. I get excited about it when it happens. Like when the Owens was one that I probably would have said anyway. Like, look at the Gargano thing. I was like, eh. And then it and then it became a possibility. And all of a sudden, and then three days later, I'm on here wearing Johnny Gargano shirts. Like <laughs> just to pop myself. Like that's the way I try not to get too um invested in the specific talents in that regard. Now, and as far as like hangman Adam Page, I'm all in on. But it also like if he left to WWE, I wouldn't like go on Twitter crying and like. <laughs> so you're you would say you're more invested in the individual arcs of those characters yes. rather than their career projections. Right. Yeah, that's not in theory. Like, yeah, I think that's just a slight difference. I, you know, and it all it's all environment too. It's like the punk thing. You know, punk came back, and I remember that this guy's like one of my favorite wrestlers of all time. If he would have went to WWE, I probably wouldn't even have watched it. Yeah. Like if he went back to WWE, I probably would not have tuned in. Right. Um, I don't think there's anyone who could go to WWE that I would like start watching the show again. I can't. I don't. I literally don't think that person exists. No. Um, no, because I'll be honest with you. Um, and this is probably crazy talk, but it's the truth. You know when people get really excited about Rock and Roman, I'm just like, sure, man. Yeah, I couldn't. I don't <laughs> like. I'm sure it'll be good, and like, uh, it's obviously a great poster and it's blockbuster. But like, they killed Roman gonna... for me. Yeah, we I, talked I about this. Yeah, um, it was funny because we watched that match with Murphy, and it, I remembered like how good he is. Um, but yeah, they've killed Roman for me. Yeah, I can't. I can't take Roman seriously anymore. And I'm not. Look, that's me. I'm not telling you you're wrong if you do. I'm not. You know. If you're uh, a friend of mine who has a beard who goes on Twitter and tweets <laughs> Roman Roman Reigns is the big dog of the World Wrestling Federation over and over again, um, but then also makes jokes to me that I'm on AEW's payroll when you tweet about WWE way more than I tweet about AEW, more power to you. But but, um, but for me personally, they killed Roman dead for me, like. They just like every time I got invested in Roman, they dunked on me violently. And so now I can't get invested in Roman. Maybe even you might even say it's out of spite, but like, yeah, they like actively like kicked you in the dick over and over again for liking Roman Reigns. So why am I going to do that anymore? Yeah, that whole thing is. It's just this dangerous, man. It's not good. Like it's, it's actually a real, you know, a real problem that you and I have talked about a million and one times. It's like if wrestling is built on emotional investment, you have to train your audience to willingly invest. Yeah. And if you train them the opposite, you're gonna end up with a really cold product where the only way to get a baby face over. Um. 
Let's be real about it. The only way to get a babyface over is to tell the crowd that they're not behind them so they'll cheer them against them in spite, you know? Yeah. I asked that on Friday. I think that's what they're doing with Liv Morgan. But I I honestly think – I don't think Liv Morgan's on their cut list anytime soon. Yeah. I think their mind is she's got a lot of buzz online. Let's keep pushing it this direction and see if they keep coming up for her, you know? We'll we'll do it there. And I'm not saying that's good. I think that's actually fucking terrible, but it seems like what they're doing. Reese, Ben Carter's the perfect example. Um, And I got, I had a couple people like get mad at me for this take because I actually tweeted about this when it happened. Um, When he went to WWE after those couple AEW matches. Yeah. And I never said I wasn't happy for him, but I immediately lost interest in him. Um, (laughs) And I mean, that's just the way, like, look, I had um, a wrestler who, um, I was a big fan of, and like, I can't say I knew personally, but like I had interacted with personally. He went to WWE, and I immediately was like, "Well, I'm just not going to see his career anymore." <laughs> like, that's just where I am with WWE now. And like, it's a uh, you know, I like I had people actually get mad at me um, because it was like, "Oh, you you can't just be happy the guy that got to WWE." Well, no, I mean I'm happy for him. <laughs> I'm glad he's getting paid. But as a fan of this yeah. guy, no, I'm not happy that he went to this place that I don't like. Of course I'm not. Like, we go yeah. back to the sports team, and it's not a perfect analogy, but it's like like Kyle Lowry, favorite Raptor of all time. Am I going to root for him on the Heat? No. Do I hope <laughs> he does well? Sure, I love Kyle Lowry. Do I want the Heat to win a championship because Kyle Lowry's on that team? No. I'm not going to root for the Heat in the playoffs if the Raptors get eliminated. Like, that's not the way my brain works. Then when Kyle retires, I'm going to go back to this is one of my favorite players of all time. But right now he plays for a franchise that I don't particularly like, (laughs) which that's – look, it's because, one, the LeBron thing, and, two, I'm a member of Marlins Twitter, so I have to read Heat Twitter during the the (laughs) offseason. That's natural, I think. That's not even, like – I'm not knocking that Twitter. I'm just like, it's natural when everyone's tweeting about something you don't care about. You're either, your reaction is either I'm, you're going to get into it or you're going to have a spiteful reaction where you're just like. They are huh. a pretty, they're a pretty like, yeah. expansive Twitter section. So. <laughs> it's actually funny. I, somebody, I saw somebody tweet this and I don't remember who it was. It's not someone I follow. It was actually someone from Heat Twitter um, that like part of the reason that Heat Twitter and Raptors Twitter hate each other is because they're, they're, so identical and the franchises are kind of identical like the raptors never got lebron but like they both are just like they believe in their culture and their way of doing things and they believe they can bring a player into their culture and make it work they're very similar franchises um god where the hell were we where were we (laughs) you're talking about wrestlers going you know yeah like the big carter thing it bummed me out that doesn't mean i'm not happy like i think that's where people like they think that like I'm mad at him for signing. I wasn't mad at him for signing there. It's just I'm not going to care about him anymore. A great example of this is when Cesaro signed that five year deal ever he's on, and it's like <clears throat> there are people on Twitter just being like, "Man, I wish you'd have done this or that," and people are like just be happy for him. It's like I'm not. I'm, I am happy for him. He's getting paid. Like good for him, but. Surely, as a fan of his, I'm allowed to have wanted to see him fucking do other stuff. Like, of course. Well, and it's funny because we finally got to see it happen the other way around when Cole left. 
And like all these people that loved Adam Cole don't care about him anymore. And right. that's a perfectly rational yeah. way to handle it. But it's like they're the same people who were like, oh, you're not going to care about this guy anymore because he went to WWE. It's literally the same concept. I will say as well, in fairness to the Ben Carter thing, context does matter. So I'll use one of my favorite. So Roderick Strong is someone that I always have fun with, right, about him going to AEW. If he spends the rest of his career as a player coach in NXT, I am actually content with that. Yeah. He gave me a lot of years of non-WWE wrestling where he was full bore. God bless, man. Fucking coach those dudes in a warehouse and make your 100 grand. God bless. Right. Samoa Joe, as much as it's a shame he's a bootlicker, it is the same thing. Like, I'm not really – like, if Joe doesn't want to do fucking, like, pro- full-on matches in AEW, I get it. Right. Ben Carter was a unique one in that, like, it made a lot of sense to be frustrated about that if you were a fan of what you saw because he legitimately felt like a guy that could blow up on their product. And we all knew where he was going on the other one. Like, yeah. that's a very unique situation, right? In fan. And, and there were other examples of that, too, I think, weren't there? Like, visa and stuff. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. But Cesaro is another example of it. Even, like, I brought him up, but he's actually a good example. But, well, how old is Cesaro? 42. Like, yeah. bless, you know, good luck to him. It's hard. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, if the other one was just like competent and you could enjoy it in that sort of way, but you can't really. <laughs> the Ben Carter one worried me, too, because that was still we still didn't really know everything about how TK was yet. Right. And like that gave me like the worry that they're going to quit doing stuff like that, where they basically gave him that showcase without having him signed. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've learned since that that's not how they operate. They're not scared of that, but cause that was like, that was a real thing. Like they gave him like a high profile. Um, it was that after the NBA playoff, like that late yes. night dynamite Lee Johnson, right? Wasn't it? Was no, it? That, that was Scorpio. Lee Johnson uh-huh. was on dark, and that match fucking ruled. I remember them being like the big, that had been a big hype match. I, yeah. Yeah, they had a great match on dark, and then I think they did Ben Carter versus Scorpio Sky on late night dynamite after a playoff game, which probably really wasn't as big of a spot as we acted like it was at the time. But uh, <laughs> someone in the chat can tell me if I'm wrong, but I think it was Scorpio Sky, and I remember it being very good. The, the Lee Johnson match was better. Um, yeah, and according to Almatic, he worked for free. So, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, that situation is obviously more to it. it yeah. To be clear, neither of us were judging. We were just saying, yeah, as fans, it was frustrating. You got this new guy, and then it's like he's going to be hidden away somewhere. It's, it's a bummer. Um, I was going to go somewhere else for this. I've, I've forgotten. Wrestling. That's what we were talking about, right? Professional wrestling. Allegedly. Yeah, it sucks when people sign there. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember when I totally didn't overreact when Samoa Joe went back to NXT? Oh, that was a night. Remember when you like briefly rebranded your Twitter account for NXT? Like you put like NXT graphics and then like. Yeah, that was good stuff though. Be fair, shit. Especially considering what's happened since. That was good stuff. Yeah. I can't remember exactly what. I'm pretty sure like I DM'd you something that made you stop, but I can't remember what it was. Oh, that's right. Anytime I rebranded WWE stuff, shoot DMs me and says, you have to stop before the machine gun Carl Anderson unfollows you. No. <laughs> and I always do. I panic. Let's see if the machine gun still follows me live on there. Imagine how brutal it baby didn't. God bless. Does he go on Twitter anymore or has he been taken off Twitter? Uh, if he's smart, he probably doesn't go on Twitter anymore. I don't actually see his tweets very much. Am I making this up? I'll be honest with you. If we're going to be... You don't I'm not me. really sure why anybody who's on a national wrestling promotion goes on Twitter. 
Yeah, I agree, but that's just that's just human nature, man. Yeah. He doesn't tweet very much, folks. Still follows me, obviously, but doesn't tweet very much. He likes tweets, but he does not follow. No, he doesn't even do that a lot. Do you remember when I tweeted that Brock Lesnar was coming to AEW and he liked it and four people DM me and said it was a done deal? Good stuff. I do not remember that, but that's hilarious. Remember when the Christian Cage thing was being teased? I had this big thread about why it was Brock Lesnar and how much sense he made in the machine gun. Carl Anderson liked it. And people took it as confirmation. <laughs> it's a great one. It's one of my favorite Twitter stories. Um, you know, obviously second to a uh, famed rival of mine saying the video game shouldn't be good. And uh, also people pretending they liked NXT for years only to say they actually didn't like it when it was rebranded. <laughs> I never okay. mentioned that one, shoot, but that's a no. good one. No. Video I forgot about ones. when you branded yourself the raw one. That one was... Why did I do that? Do we even know? Was it like I don't the Alexa remember. Charlotte? Alexa and Charlotte started their feud, which turned out great. Yeah. That, fuck, that was great. And then that, so for those of you that, I don't think I even explained this. <clears throat> I got on my phone that night and I went on the group chat and legitimately the first thing I saw was shoot had renamed our group chat Bow Down and there was a picture of Elizabeth holding a dead lily because I hadn't seen it, holding a dead lily and like I was like, what? Like, I didn't think she'd win, but like, what is this? Like, what's happened here? She's, like, crying. And then I went on Twitter and, like, you know, people were doing the Twitter thing, and I just tweeted something like, this is obviously a rib. And bless, man, like, these people were DMing me explanation. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, because she's going to come back and kill Charlotte, and she's going to wear a mask, and it's like, how'd that turn out, huh? They're not even on the same brand now, shoot. Yeah, well, are you really surprised? No, no. Of course you're not. I think, um, you know your thing about Seth Rollins? About how like he actively is one of the main reasons you don't watch? Yeah. Charlotte Flair. I know. Charlotte Flair. I hope she stays there forever. She's like, my God. Was the take <laughs> that bad? to get me. <laughs> <laughs> I, brother, I just... I think that's like one of the most incredible wrestling things ever where every analyst just talks about how she's so good that she has to be pushed. And it's like, do you guys know what wrestling is? Is this like, yeah. is this shoot sport now? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you know, like in the NBA, like Kawhi Leonard, incredible player who's like, he's famously not into doing like the media side of it, right? People take that approach for Charlotte Flair. It's like, what do you want to do? Not push her? You see how good she is? It's like, well, I mean, no one really cares about her. And no one <laughs> she's also not really that good. Well, yeah, that's the, that's the other so I've got a text from the confirm. Oh my God. They call me way off guard. Yeah. Wow, okay. Interesting. Not a reference any further. Um, look at this. $60 video game shouldn't work. Should go on a shirt. Bro. Bro. There is no way he remembers that, but that would be incredible. Imagine him coming across that shit. How do we brand yeah. it, though? Just exactly like this, except it just says $60 video game shouldn't work <laughs> with late night grin in the corner. <laughs> God, that ruined so much. Every time I bring that up to Bobby Potter, he's like, why do you always go to that one example? Like, because it's the best example ever. There's a Bro. decent chance I'm going to put that shirt on the site tonight. Oh, well. I think we should do this. This close out three hours. Here, like a good episode of Raw. Um, well, Thanks to everyone that joined us. We, we we started slow in terms of viewership. We ended up kind of like 25, 30 for most of it. 
I understand that NXT's on, which is a very successful, popular show, so that may limit our viewership. Somewhat. Oh, that rules that we just fucking went opposite NXT without you. I didn't even realize it. It's not a show. It's not a real yeah. thing. Didn't no know that show was on TV. Um, we've got five minutes here. I think, the, I think we should let the chat guide us if they actually want to. I mean, after this long, I don't know how they could have anything left for us to talk about. But, you know. If there's anyone in the chat who watched NXT where the camera's in focus... <laughs> That's Maybe. my favorite joke. That's good shit. That's very, very good. You did it on um, Friday about SmackDown, right? Yeah. <laughs> you know what it's from? No, I do not. It's. Have you seen Major League Two? Yes, I've seen. I've Major League Two is not. Um, uh, how do I put this shit? It's not nearly as good as Major League One. Is it's that fair? Not, okay, so it has a couple bits though because it, it really focuses in on um, who on commentary, which fucking rules too. Like, like it's, it's a good shit in it. Here's how my brain works. Here's you're gonna love this for me. Major League is a better movie. I like Major League Two more. I acknowledge that Major League is a better movie. Major right. League Two pops me more. Which That's does true. that really mean it's the better movie? No, I don't you think can, so. Yeah, but like Major League One is like an actual all-time great sports film. Yes, Two has got a lot of good shtick that's basically built in from the you know what I'm saying so they just sort of like and you I remember you using the bit. On me when I came back from my. Twitter I've done that. Yeah. yeah, I love that scene. That's fair. That's fair. Um, and you have the fans. The second one's on with the dumb fans, right? Yeah, Randy Quaid. Yeah. <laughs> um, the shot in focus thing is from uh, the announcer's uh, review of Willie Mays Hayes' movie with Jesse Ventura. <laughs> That's where I get that from. Oh, that rules. That's good shit. Okay, I didn't even know that. Um, I agree with Reese actually. Major League Wrestling presents Fightland is the best movie. Agreed. Melo Hayes won the North American title. Your faults. I don't know who that is. Yeah. Uh, that's, not, that's not me being mean. I don't know who that is. Who is that? Who? What was his name before? Uh, I don't know. He's good though. He was like a exciting baby face, and I believe he's now a heel because two point oh. Um. Yeah, I don't know. NXT 2.0 NXT 2. is just like, whatever. I'm glad people are enjoying it. Timeline loves it. Bob, Bob didn't watch it today. He watched baseball, right? Yeah, he was Christian Casanova before. Thank you. I don't. I think I just knew that name. I don't think I... Fair. Yeah, Black Hammer, White Lightning. That's the, the Willie Mays Hayes, Jesse Ventura movie. Oh, wow. They um, should make that movie. When is he coming to AEW? Jesse Ventura? Yes. Oh, God Seems bless. unlikely. Him on color with Kingston on elevation. <laughs> <laughs> Doing the David Crockett spot, but instead it's Jesse the body. <laughs> God bless. Yeah. Imagine how much he'd hate everything on that show. Yeah, I don't see that happening. Saying that, I mean. Just have him call Wardlow's Matt. Well, he'd probably be, he's probably too short for him. I said he'd hate everything on the show as though he'd like the stuff he used to commentate on. <laughs> <laughs> so, guys, here's here's a good bit. Um, so, I DM'd or texted Joe, and I was like, hey, you want to do a show tonight? We, we can talk about Dark, which, of course, we haven't talked about at all. Um, and I ordered pizza right around the same time that I talked to Joe. Because I'm like, okay, you know, we'll, we'll stream at, like, 815. Um, and then I pull up the YouTube and it says four matches. And I was like, oh fuck. 
<laughs> so my food got there like right when dark started. And uh, I'm trying to eat and get through it so we can start the show on time. And I remember I, I texted Joe and I was like, hopefully one of these matches is a little bit longer so I get some time. And right after I sent that, the fucking Wardlow graphic comes up on the screen. And I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> I thought that was the main event for a minute because the YouTube thing was like Wardlow headlines of four match cards. So I was like, did I miss one? Because like, I wasn't paying a lot of attention. I told you that. I didn't pay all Now, here's the, here's the pop within the pop, as Oracle would say. I also did the pizza deal tonight. Oh, there you go. Brother. One of those one of those evenings where like I was being told the pizza had been delivered to my place and it hadn't. And then you start and you shoot, I'm sure you've been there. You start chasing it, you're going from this phone call to this. Next thing you know, I don't even fucking want the pizza, dude. <laughs> it's giving on the worst. But the only the only thing that I could admittedly say about that situations like that is that I personally don't have to handle them anymore. God bless my wife. Yeah. I like I had to make a dentist appointment for myself a couple weeks ago and it was like a child remembering how to function in the world. <laughs> Cuz she does all that stuff for me. Yeah. I always I hate stuff like because I'm personally not someone that's like I really do not want to get fired up at someone down the phone, bro. Especially someone yeah. that I know it isn't his fault. Like, this poor dude sitting there getting orders and I come in, yeah, it's not here and he's like I'm just I'm trying to it's that balance between being friendly and not getting fucked. Yeah. Because <laughs> some people will just call it, I don't know how they do it. Some people just call it and cuss the dude out, right? They'll be shouting down the phone at him. That's a little much for me. It's just someone working at a pizza place. Yeah, like my job is taking calls, not those type of calls. Yes. But like I did have a – I ordered – this is an all-timer. Um <laughs> I ordered the digital copy of Madden. I don't remember what year from Best Buy. And I never got the email, the code. There's an issue. There was an issue with my email communicating with Best Buy, which this of course bothered me because my email is a fucking Outlook email. So it's not like I've got some weird, Yeah. but it ended up. So I call them and I'm like, look, I never got this code. And, <laughs> and I actually got like, cause this was 60 bucks and like, they're giving me the runaround. So they sent it to an alternate email. I don't get it on the alternate email. Call them back. Get the same, get the same woman. <laughs> at this point, I'm mad. Like I didn't yell at her, but like I remember my wife, like my wife was in the other room and she texted me like holy shit. Cause like I was being <laughs> aggressive. So the end result is they refund me the $60. They're like, this is a one time. This this is this is me popping myself. She goes, this is the one time. This is a one time thing. Like we have it noted on your file. We'll never do a refund for a digital item for you again. And I said something like, well, that's fine because I'm never going to order a digital item from you again. Like really pop myself. I was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so like I get off the phone. Five minutes go by. I check my email. I've got like five codes. Like it, they, it just got like stuck in the mail server or something. Or five, it's the same code, but five emails. Yeah. So I sit there for about 15 minutes and I'm like, do I try it? Like, what's the worst that could happen? So finally, I was like, fuck it. Put that code into PS5, got Madden for free or PS4. I, because oh, wow. like, 
my worst case, I was like, well, the worst case scenario is that they can see that and they take my 60 bucks back. Fine. Yeah. So I just got my money back and I got Madden for free, which is about what Madden's worth. So it paid off, now, paid off big time. But shoot, here's the real question brand new video game. Did it work? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> Most Makes sense. <laughs> the one, thing, the one thing I will say, um, that that's probably the funniest part of that exchange, is most video games don't work when they come out anymore. <laughs> Absolutely true. Levels to it, though, right? Yeah. No. I, yeah. <laughs> Levels to it. Also, it's not even. Oh, we're gonna go back to this now. It's not even what he said. It's more the fact that he was saying it in opposition to people complaining. Yeah. <laughs> and if no one complained about the issues, the game would never get fixed. Yeah. <laughs> Which, ironically, that fucking game didn't get it fixed. It never did get fixed. Anyway. That makes me so mad, too, because that's the one that Buddy's in. Yes. So I've, I told you I've got 2K19 now. Because I want to, the AEW game's a long way away. So I want to have, yeah. like, you know, and I've got a lot of the AEW guys. And frankly, there's a lot of them are on the game. Do you know what I didn't realize, shoot? That game has Daniel Bryan as Brian Danielson. Yeah. yeah. That popped me tremendously. Yeah, the old I'm doing all this. And, one. and um yeah, I it bummed me out I didn't realise Buddy wasn't on the game. because I'd forgotten, like I remember that happening. We were we probably were both fired up about it. He was a cruiserweight champion, he wasn't on the video game. Filth. Yeah. Anyway, um here's the uh, that's another one that my brain is really bad about. Like like you downloading AW, I can't do it. They don't have their music. They don't say their names. Oh, okay. I can't do it. I wish I could. I know it's a fucking weird, like... No, I get it. I get it. I Dude, can't they do are it. so good, though. These, Yo, I, I get the entrance, but God bless. The way these people make these things is incredible. Um, Paul White. I've got Paul White. You know, like, his new shitty gear. Mm-hmm. But the guy who made it also made another alternate gear where he's wearing that thing that he wore on the first appearance he made, which is the normal beer shit, like, tucked into jeans. They're way too high. <laughs> it pops me so much. Um, Tope Suicida wants us to do a, a, a TEW series. Yeah. I um, I'll be honest with you. Um, the issues with Joe and I doing a TEW series, number one, is it would take us three hours to book one show. Thanks. And number two is we'd end up arguing with each other. Yes. Now, what I will say, and it just drives me like, I know there's ways to do it, but there's, unless the new one, I, I haven't played 20. Is that the newest one? Yeah, I'm, I don't have that one. Yeah, the last one I played is 16. Mm-hmm. As far as I know, like, if they ever do a, they set it up where we can compete with each other in the same file, then you guys are getting a TEW series. Because if Joseph and I can, like, can like battle each other like they do on like woods and breeze do so here's the thing we could do that but it would be a case where like like so pro- probably because i'm the one running the stream yard i would be controlling what you're doing yeah and but yeah that's I don't... still for content sake it wouldn't be terrible though yeah i oh, yeah man. i just like i it'd be more if we ever get to where like we can both control it ourselves and it'd like, be better much better yeah but then we can like fight over free agents and like yeah, you, know, you get like your email notification saying that I've offered this and then I'd be on the other side of the screen laughing and like I just I want fantasy booking to just be a regular theme within our programming and it was I mean tonight we did like an hour of us just plotting a yeah. territory that will never happen so I think we have fun with that to be honest with you man like and we're gonna do a TW on Twitch because like 
that's a thing we've done before and we're going to do it. But I just think sometimes that game can be like, it can be restrictive in a way that isn't actually fun. You know what my biggest issue with that game is? I will spend hours setting up my company, getting everybody I want. I'll book like three or four shows and I'll go to bed and then I'll come back to play it the next day and I don't want to play the same one anymore. Oh. That's my problem with TV. Everyone watching this now is like, oh yeah, John Shooter, exactly the same person. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh gosh. We, lo- we lost. I'm back. I'm back. back. <laughs> um, I have discussed on air like multiple like concept world modes that I have never played. Yeah. Where I pitch like a, I'll be real with you, man. I'm probably going to get off of this and immediately start plotting saying that I never play on that game. It's just, it's a, I've it's been a thinking curse. about it for a couple of days now, building something. Um, my, I still uh, need to do the Steve Austin world class deal that you, I still got to do that. That's true. I got, I got a couple months into that one. That one was actually fun. Um, I can't talk about it now because one of the main guys is problematic now, but, yes. um, I, the other one I'm really bad with is universe mode. Yeah. Dude, on 20, before I realized it was broken, you'll love this. Um, <laughs> I set up like an entire ECW brand because, you know, they had the belts and they have the yeah. they have the ECW graphics for the shows. I built a whole arena. I was going to build the whole territory about around Buddy, like, I, like Gargano, Buddy, I had a handful of other guys. I went on to the Google Sites and I built a whole website for my universe because this was how I was going to keep myself engaged is I was going to share it with everybody. And then like I would keep running into stuff being broken. <laughs> so like I had this whole site built. And then, and then what I was going to do, because I was like, fine, universe mode's fucked. Like it doesn't work. I'll use all exhibition matches, but I'll tell stories within my promotion. And because I'm pushing it out to everybody, because look, we're all maniacs. I know there's five, 10 of y'all that would have read this shit every week and like actually replied to it. <laughs> this is before we were doing this, obviously. But like, I knew I had friends who would, who would humor me. Yes. And then like, so I've got buddy and I got buddy and he wins the ECW championship. So then I go to do my next show and I've got like my, like I'm taking screenshots in the video game and putting them on the page. And like, I've got like my whole show presented. I hadn't published any of this. I go to do the next show and like buddy comes out with the title and the fucking game crashes because custom titles (laughs) crash the game. And I just fucking rage quit. I deleted the whole website. (laughs) Dude, I had like, I had a schedule page with like all my pay-per-views set up and like literally had like a touring schedule of where all my shows were like this. You know me like this doesn't oh. surprise you at all. Oh, no, it doesn't. No. Dude, this was like I literally would have gotten months of entertainment out of this because I definitely would have like just kept telling stories in my little universe and, and popping for people. But it's your fault. You, you assume the game would work. Yes, it's totally on me. It's fool's errand, brother. It's not how it works. Um. Yeah, the more we talk about this, the more I'm definitely going to do this tonight, which is hilarious. Um, See, the, the nice thing now is I have access to the Patreon, so like, there's a non-zero chance that one day I'm just going to si- decide to do a uh, TW thing. Just update it, yeah. And I'm not going to stream it, but I'll just go on Patreon and send you guys updates on what I'm doing. That's the other thing is I'm an idiot, and I don't know if I know how to stream the game, which is also problematic. Yeah. Yeah, I probably won't live stream it, but I definitely might. See, see, it, this might be something you sh- struggle with, right? If I did a game 
where I'm the third promotion, right? And maybe, I don't know what the name is, but dipshit wrestling, I don't know. And I give myself the free agents I like and, you know, I'm popping myself and maybe I'll steal a couple guys under the presumption that they're not there anymore. And then November will roll around. The WWF will fire 15 guys and I'll be like, well, is that fuck the starting game? Because <laughs> 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 my brain will be lost by it, you know? Like, I'm... I'm bad for that shit, man. Like the NBA, two, the amount of NBA 2K rebuilds I've done that I've left it a couple of days, something in the real world has changed. I'm just like, well, that's the end of that. Brother, let me tell you what I've done in NBA. I, last year, um, they finally did it to where you could have less teams in the in the yes. my league. So I got down to 16 teams. And I think it was it was Jordan's rookie year. There were enough players like through the all-time teams and the historical teams that I could build actual rosters for 16 teams based on that year. Now they obviously they were made up, they were drafted like whatever, but like everyone was real except for like the last three guys on the bench and I gave them all just like the same fake name and zero ratings so they would never play. Um, and then they've got the historical draft classes. I spent literally probably three weeks setting this up. I played maybe four games of that season. <laughs> like the, the setting. And here's the thing is I'm starting to realize that that's actually fine because I'm having so much fun setting it up that, Hey, I'm getting my money's worth. <laughs> no, exactly. Like, that's what it is. Yeah. I, it's the same for me with the, with the TW deal where it's like, cause I'm also that guy that will, like I'll I'll have this roster of people that I think are awesome, and then I'll play like one show and someone will rate poorly. Like even with my own thing, because you know overness and all this other whole shit. Yeah. And I thought, well, that's just the end of that, I guess, right? <laughs> my way or the highway. <laughs> my uh, the one that I keep thinking about doing is taking over NWA and just like cleaning house and making it my own promotion. But my issue is I want like a modern day file. And like they they've quit making them for sixteen. They're all for twenty now. I can probably you, you can give use mine. I update mine regularly. I don't want to play that new one, bro. New one sucks. I can yeah. I can help you with this. We'll see. I may just get twenty. Honestly, you know, <laughs> I was so thinking about mine, it. Mine will also pop you because Bud Matt will be really good, which is not the case on every database made by other people. <laughs> see, I like I have this. You know how I like I want to take the actual Murphy that they've given the bullshit ratings to and still make him my top guy just to pop myself. That's crazy shit, bro. Yeah. Um that's the honestly there's there's people in them games that you and I love that are like just bomb feeders. Yeah, cuz it's just opinion, right? It's just some dog like us. <laughs> I remember the old one the the EWR. Yeah. Like people were updating that for years and years. Um Remember, like at the height of NXT, I got back into that, mm-hmm. and Bailey was fucking awful, and I got so mad. I fucking yeah. rage quit. I'm like, what the There's fuck? There's a weird. So when we talk about this on this when we used to do TW a lot, is like you would download the most recent database, and the women would just be like, and not even just skill. But there was a while there, 2016, 17. Well, like the women's like top popularity would be like 50 out of 100. Yeah, and it's like, have you guys not realized yet that the product like, <laughs> like these women are like as big as stars as, yeah, like, some of these. Do- that was that's the thing too. 
but I, you know, I wish I could get, I have a friend, uh, John and L like he plays the game with just like all the custom, like the fake guys. Yeah. I wish I could, I can't do it. I wish I could get into that. I cannot. It's the same thing with like, uh, you're not a baseball fan, but like baseball, uh, out of the park baseball. It's like Mm -hmm. probably incredible sports simulator. I've been running a baseball league in that for 18 years now. My God. That's, that's how I met. Yeah. Like JJ's JJ Williams. He's in that league with like, we've been in that same world for 18 years now. And like incredible game. One of the things is though, I think, and I've never done it because frankly, I don't get to do puffing games to do that. But I think there are like, I could live in a world where mostly it's real guys and my promotion brings through a couple like made up folks, you know, and like yeah. in my head, I can, I can frame myself. Cause like the truth is, you know, there's stuff happening in wrestling every, every year that like you, you wouldn't even know who that guy was the year before. Right. But a full database, brother, there's no way. Like yeah. it's just, it doesn't have any appeal to me. The last one, the, the ones I've been playing, I haven't played in a while, but yeah, I'd start in like 80, Five or eighty-seven, or because you can go thirty years and it's all real wrestlers. Um, and I and I, a lot of them have like I can't remember how it works, but like not every it's, you're not guaranteed that everyone who great turns out to be great, which yes. is that's part of the fun of it. Um, but yeah, the thing that you would like, I know I know you don't care about baseball, but you will you will appreciate this concept. Mm-hmm. Um, that game comes built. It's a te- it's it's like I mean it's got some graphics. You don't actually play the game. Like you're the most yeah. you can do is manage your team in the game. Right. You can select new historical season and start in any year in the history of baseball. Yeah, that's tremendous. With all real players, and then like you go on to the next year and you get all the real players that started that, and like mm-hmm. go on and on. If they could do and you know there's licensing and stuff like that. If they could do that in a real sports game. Like if I could like NBA 2K, it feels like it should be like closer than it is on NBA 2K, yeah. right? <laughs> like if I could start uh, my league in 1983, for example, and just mm-hmm. pick like you know like the you know, Bulls with rookie Jordan or whatever, right. I would never stop playing that game. Like the because re- that's my, that's where I run into on t- even like 2K is like. I play the first season and then I start getting the fake players in there and I start to lose interest in it. That's see, that's where you're very much like me. Yeah. Like, see, I was trying to figure out how to work around. So the other day I had one. This is hilarious considering what our show is about. But I was like, what if I do a database in which the elite go sign with WWE and TK still enters the professional wrestling world? And I was sitting there kind of kicking, because I was thinking, okay, so you, you know, you got to get creative with punk comes in at that time, right? You imagine. And I was I was sitting there plotting this, and I was like, then again, what if I just don't do this? <laughs> and left it there. And like, I'm sure in two weeks I'm going to circle back to that for the sake of game because then at least I'd have like – because the thing is, my problem is I used to always do the old ones for the reason you just said of I, I, everyone I use for the next 25 years is going to be real. The issue with that is I really want to do a game with today's talent because I fucking like today's wrestling. Yeah. I'm into it. But I don't want to book AEW because there's 100 wrestlers and I like, you know, like it's fine as it is. I definitely want to do WWE. So it's like, 
I don't know. I, I just was. I'm the reason I went back to 2019 and thinking about it was like at least then I'd have like a couple years where I know where kind of things are trending, you know. But even still, I, I'm not sure. I always end up starting my own promotion, but that gets so frustrating. Like yeah. having to. I, I really, if I do it, I'm going to do NWA and I'm just going to clean house and like start doing it differently. The other issue I run into is like the things we've talked about with, uh, you know, like one hour TV squash matches built to the big shows. Yeah. Doesn't really work because that's no, not yeah. like the way. So it's like the way I want to book the promotion probably is not going to be successful. I don't want to do, you know, Monday Night Raw every week or yeah. that's. I wonder about because I like the AEW model where guys aren't on all the time. Like you're probably going to start having morale issues in the game, right? Like, yeah, there's a lot, and that's why I think sometimes it's restrictive, and that's why with you and I, we have more fun just just shooting the shit and booking the territory like this. Like if yeah. you're, you know, if you're sitting there on your own, I get like I I play it, you know, I try to play it a lot. I never actually get through fucking playing it. I just put the like, databases together like you do, but yeah. I think the longest I've gotten is like six or seven months. The longest I've gotten in universe mode is through SummerSlam. Cause I remember that I actually, I had a universe mode. I it had, it was a 2k 19 mm-hmm. and I would actually tweet about the universe mode and like people would reply to it. And it's like, I would let people know what was happening. Cause the way I would play universe is I would set up the rosters at the beginning of the game. And then I would be hand, all I would do is play. And like, I had, a hard rule that like I play every match, but like I don't book anything. Yeah. And what I, 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 at a, at the, at SummerSlam, I finally booked something and it was, uh, it was Adam Cole getting kicked out of undisputed era and getting, rep- and John Cena taking his place. So John Cena's an undisputed oh, wow. era now. And then of course, in like complete me fashion, I finally booked something. And so I immediately lost interest in it. I got like the next show and I've got, I've got Cena and his undisputed era stuff coming out doing like, I think he, I think I had him doing the old thugonomics thing for some reason, just cause it popped me. Um, <laughs> and that's like the last show I ever did. Hang on, hang on. You got to tell the people about your fucking Ty Dillinger deal. Oh, this was the same universe mode. Please, this is this is an all-time group chat pop. Please explain this. So, and the tweet, there's still some tweets online. Um, please don't search them because my old tweets suck. Um, uh, again, like I said, I don't, I didn't book the matches. Like I would play whatever they booked for me, and I got to a pay per view, and I think it was a triple threat. It may, I don't remember the exact details, but basically, mm-hmm. Ty Dillinger was in the world title match. I did not control Ty Dillinger. Um, and he won. He won the title. So Ty Dillinger is my WWE champion. So I'm like, all right, fuck. So I get this. So this is the I did book this stuff. So I guess I'm wrong because I booked this whole angle. Um, so I go into the match editor and I create, uh, I call it the golden opportunity. And I named it that, of course. So it would show up on the little graphic so I could tweet out the graphic and it would say golden opportunity. <laughs> And he's the perfect 10 Ty Dillinger. So he would defend he would defend the WWE title on every show. Every ep- he was on SmackDown. So every episode of SmackDown. But he would only defend the title against people who had never won a championship in WWE. I think when I told you I had said never had a shot at WWE championship, yes. that was wrong. It was they had never won a title 
Like not any title in NXT, WWE, never won a title. So every week he's defending. He's it's an open challenge basically, and the old, but the criteria is that it has to. They have to meet this criteria because basically what this is is he's uh, pretending to be a fighting champion, but he's yeah. fighting people who are losers basically. Um, so it's like Shane Thorne. Like I, there's a that, that's the tweet I found as I tweeted out the graphic of like Shane Thorne versus uh, I can't remember who else I got, but the payoff to this was that he was going to do the open challenge at the pay-per-view and the person that was going to fight him was Sting. And so the payoff was going to be that Sting was going to win the WWE <laughs> championship. And like, I'd pop myself huge with this. And like, the, I remember vividly like tweeting about this and people being like, what the fuck are you doing? And like, I had a payoff and I was excited. Like, I, and then of course I quit before I ever got to the fucking payoff. Um, That's yeah. funny. Awesome. <laughs> my big so like i yeah that's what i talk about like universe mode is the most infuriating mode of all time because it's so close to being like the greatest video game mode that's ever been created mm-hmm. but it doesn't work <laughs> sorry um, to hear that the worst and then again this is kind of funny now but like i, I think just because i was you know whatever but like you play the universe mode and the shows that will book for you. It's like you had your three feuds or whatever, your three feud spots. And every week it'd be the same. That's why I never got into it. Yeah. And then you get to the pay-per-view and it's the same match and it's just a gimmick match. And I was like, this is fucking horse shit. But now looking back, it's pretty accurate. Yeah, it's exactly (laughs) right. Yeah. I don't know. I'm, one of my favorite things, and this is why I never, as much as I talk about it on here, I would never do a TW with the events thing. Because one of my favorite things is like doing TV, you know, like trying to figure out, yeah, what the hell am I going to do as the TV main event next week? What's this? That I love that stuff. Universe mode was too loose for me to like. I need to be able to fall with it because TW's so in detail, right? Like my and, issue, and to a certain way. My issue with universe mode is that when you book stuff. There's no stakes to it. Mm-hmm. Like, if you, that's like the, I know GM mode's coming back and they'll probably fuck it up. But I mean, I'll be honest with you. I'm probably going to buy the WWE game, even though I don't. Bootlicker. Yeah. Cause I do like most of their talent still. And, and the GM mode is enough to get me to buy it. I probably wait so that, you know, when everyone tweets that it's fucking broken and sucks, I won't buy it. But in theory, um, I will still buy it. Um, but yeah, like if you could book the matches in universe, but then at the end of your show you got like a rating and like right or or like I could what I really want to do is like I draft Raw and I compete with SmackDown, which is the computer, and I can like dra- sign people and steal people from them, and like that's the ideal. Um, that if two if they do that right with two, you have PS Five, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like if WWE Two K gets that right with GM mode. That's a hundred percent. We that could be a thing we end up doing on here. Is you and me yeah. doing a fucking GM mode in two K. Problem is, by then we won't know anyone on the roster. That makes it even more fun. Yeah. <laughs> um. Of course, the hang up there is neither of us will be able to figure out how to actually stream it, so it'll just be a fucking. <laughs> true. It'll, it'll, it'll just be so us true. talking about it, and then you won't be able to see what we're doing. <laughs> um. 
Reese makes a great point that I hope TK books Spears versus Sting now. They actually did interact like a few weeks ago. I was if he does that, yeah, you know he's on the thing. <laughs> I was at that show though, where like they did um well he doesn't attack Sting, he attacks Darby, but Sting's that was at the rampage I was at. Was that when Tully was just like, Yeah, yeah. get him? Yeah. What a that great show, man. That was a great night. If you guys get the chance to go to AEW Live, fucking do it. It's awesome. Um, if you're not scared of the pandemic, which is a perfectly valid thing to be. Um, I went to one show and was like, oh, yeah, there's a pandemic. I'm going to not do stuff again for a while. It's tough, right? Yeah. I went to the, the Joshua fight and, like, the whole thing was you had to be vaccinated. And, like, I just walked in the stadium without anyone asking me if I was vaccinated. And I was like, hmm. Yeah, well, I wasn't asked. That since no one else that seems bad. <laughs> yeah, that was like um, I went to that dynamite, and we get the email like a couple days before, and it's like masks are mandated, like this, and it's it, like this is a University of Cincinnati because we was on campus, like it's mandated by the university. You have to have a mask on at all times. Nobody had like it was maybe twenty percent. Yeah, I mean, I let we had our masks on the whole time. I like I uh, I had tickets to the Bengals and Jaguars um, a couple weeks ago, and I ended up selling those because like I I did something. And I was like, okay, I got that out of my system. I don't really want to. That's fair. And and of course, you know, it ended up, which is this is a sad statement to make, but it ended up being one of the better comebacks the Bengals have ever made in their franchise history. In a fucking always always gonna be that way. Yeah. And and I mean that. The context is probably lost on you, but like one of the greatest comebacks in the history of the franchise is just a random week four game in the middle of the season because that's just how their franchise is. But does it does it make you mad that like you and I have been so responsible during the pandemic and you have guys like Robert O'Neill just just doing whatever he wants? Does that frustrate you like it does me? It did at first. I think I've <laughs> Yeah, well, basically, basically, I decided to answer the question without acknowledging the Bob part. (laughs) No, what happened for me was like, until I got vaccinated, I took it super seriously. Yeah, like insanely seriously. Like, I think I drove Adrian crazy a little bit Um, because like she would go out to lunch every now and then with her friends or whatever. And I would get like not mad about it, but I was like do we really need to do this? And, yeah. but you know, she works in the public. So, you know, the, this was an ongoing argument and it, it's over. It's not like a, we don't actually fight. So I don't want to make it sound like it worse than it was, but like, that would be a real thing. It's like, well, I work in the public every day. And I was like, well, <laughs> if, if you skydive as your job, yeah, are you going to go skydive on your time off too? Is and, and have an additional risk? Like, but I didn't do anything for like a full year. And like when I got vaccinated, I was like, well, I'm going to stay the same. Mm-hmm. But it was like mentally, you it feel just different. started. Yeah. Yeah. It started to get to like, mm, I don't, you know, and then it was like, but then the numbers started spiking again. And God bless that this is what we're talking about now. But <laughs> I don't know why you guys. This, this is what Joe, like, literally, we're just doing our post show conversations on the show tonight. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> uh, 
yeah, the numbers started going up. I started getting paranoid again because there for a while I was like, okay, well, I'm vaccinated. Right. If I get it, then I get it. Um, you know, I work at home, so I wasn't too concerned about like me exposing people. Obviously, Adrian would be, you know, she would have to get tested if something happened. But then it was like, we act, I still wasn't really like, we'd go to a restaurant and eat. That was like the extent of like what I, and I would probably, like, I would go to the convenience store and I wouldn't wear my mask. Um, but now I'm back to wearing a mask all the time. Like before they even mandated it, I went back to, you know, I can't wait to get that damn booster shot. Um, it does feel like I don't really look at the numbers, so maybe I'm wrong, but it feels like it's starting to calm down. Like maybe we're starting to get over the hump again. Um, it, does, it feels that way here too, but I'm going to be honest. I've now probably reached the point where I actually avoid numbers. Yeah. Because <laughs> I've made my mind up that I'm just like not going to do much shit. So like, what do I need to hear about what these fucking idiots do? <laughs> in some ways, it's weird because in some ways this was like mentally the worst thing that ever could have happened, but not for the same reason that it was for a lot of people. Mm. Because all it did was give me an excuse to like, not do stuff which i already didn't want to do anyway like it let me become you know what i mean like it became socially acceptable to be like what i wanted to be anyway so so that sounds like the start of the fucking joke (laughs) (laughs) i just don't know that i'm ever going to go back to like doing stuff all the time like it's just it's um and i work from home now which is it was. I just That's thinking about awesome I mean, a lot of times, man. I, there's some mental things to that that are. Do you remember when it first, like, in our little bubble, when the wrestling shows? Because the NBA was the one where everyone was like, "Oh fuck!" Yeah, right? that was the night that it became real for everybody. The thing that always pops, and I've said this on the distraction, is I remember vividly us talking about WrestleMania and being like, "I assume after this they'll just like you know take a couple months off, shoot for SummerSlam, maybe." It's like, bro, they was not in front of fans like consistently until the next July and you could argue they shouldn't have been by then yeah but it's just ignorance is bliss I guess on my part it's just it was wild Um, well yeah I mean that's the thing look we make fun of people Bob I know Bob loves making fun of people who are like Bob's a fucking idiot um of course we were all wrong we'd never been through anything like this before like I remember I'm like I don't don't think I can get dunked on What's that? Bob didn't need to go out hunting, did he? If we're being honest. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. I don't think I made any tweets that make me look bad, but I definitely was like, this isn't that big of a deal. Like, I like sure, but like, come on. <laughs> it's one thing to think that in March of 2020, but then like all all pit with any kind of clue quickly adjusted was like, oh, this yeah, is probably exactly people are still doing that. <laughs> yeah, that part's like no, you're right. Instincts is always oh they're overdoing it. But come on, it's. By the way, I wanted to. T- I, I just pulled up our draft from uh, Friday night. You know the grin, famed late night grim. Um, how much is it wrong that Bob only got ten percent to Oracle's seven? How great is that, dude? Yeah, that's awesome. I can't. I'm not gonna look. There's someone. The, I popped so huge. And if you're in the chat right now, I'm sorry. They don't remember who it was. I've got um, it here. So. Where are you going with this? You know what I'm uh, where somebody tweeted Bob one. Yes, Franco. Yes, he said, the show. Yeah, he said Big Bob Battlegrounds running away with this draft, and then said after listening, <laughs> shoot MDK. Why two MDK stuff? He won, which is factual. It was you and I. Like, look, I think I said like after four picks you were winning, and then you had some great shtick kind of picks at the end, like that one. 
and Senior and, and Codeman. But it was you all right that won it. They were being, we were really looking at it and legally the other two, bro, Oracle weren't trying to win. <laughs> I, all I want in life now is to get five minutes to pitch Y2MDK to Tony Khan. <laughs> because there's a non-zero chance that that match will then happen. <laughs> like, um, I don't like, they wouldn't be a permanent team, but like, come on. You can't say there's not a chance that Tony Khan wouldn't book that match. It's actually very feasible that they would do an angle where Chris brings in Gage and he's like, listen, anyone knows how crazy he is, it's me, right? Yeah. Dude, Tope Suicida says, make a go hunt. (laughs) Going hunting with Bob shirt. How great was it when you said you did the President Obama bit and I was like, Bob doesn't like that because he's a Republican and he just went, come on, man. (laughs) That was his line. That ruled. Like it was so sincere. He was like, what the fuck, Joe? Come on. And he's right. Listen, he's absolutely right. He is right. Um, so I think uh three and a half hours into this is a good yeah. time to let everyone know what we're doing with the grin this weekend. Oh god, <laughs> yeah. Because we haven't done that, and we probably should tweet that out at some point. Um so because uh dynamite's on Saturday, and that's actually just a cover for the fact that I have to work Saturday, so I don't want to stay up so late. Um We're going to do a special two-night grin. Um, Friday night, we will will review Rampage. Uh, We'll do the match of the week, and then we'll do our women's draft, and then we're going to get the hell out of there um, in a cool probably two and a half (laughs) hours. I was just thinking, man, should we – I don't know if the other guys can do it. Maybe we should move the draft. The draft is long. But then again, oh, yeah. we're reviewing Dynamo on Saturday, so there's no difference. Yeah, and I don't, we don't know that they're going to be there Saturday. True. So I think we do the draft. Well, okay. look, we don't need to do – we can do probably – got to remember, it's not going to take as long as a tag team draft because it's literally just your board of women. That sounds really bad. But, like um, – Indeed. I mean, it's still going to take Oracle 10 minutes while he lays out, you know, his case to take, you know <laughs> – Liv Morgan in the first round and then takes her in the eighth. But like um This is really a dangerous this draft for Bob. We're gonna just allege all sorts of things that I'm gonna anyway. I'm gonna accuse yeah. Bob of everything. No matter who he picks, I'm gonna go a different direction. But pretty much. Seems bad. Yeah, so yeah, we're what we're we'll do the the Friday night grin will be more focused. It's gonna be Rampage, match of the week, draft. Okay. Um and then Saturday night we'll do dynamite review and then it'll just be whatever the fuck we decide to talk about. Um, we don't, we don't know that if Oracle and Bob will be there on Saturday night because in typical fashion for us, they don't even know about this yet. (laughs) 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 But yeah, and then we're not going to, that's only this week. We're not going to do it the next week. uh, Cause Joseph, is a reporter and has to cover impact and reporter. <laughs> and I'm probably not going to watch dynamite live because the fucking cowards at Indiana university scheduled a night game for Ohio state. So I'm probably going to watch that and watch dynamite after, which is going to end very poorly when buddy Matthews debuts and Joseph texts me and ruins it for me. Um, oh, I wouldn't. Have I know you wouldn't Jack Crosby would though. We he have evidence would, yeah. of that. Um, <laughs> So yeah, uh, we've uh, 
just to, just to go inside baseball with you guys. I have to work one Saturday month. Now, incredibly, my boss forgot to schedule me for a Saturday last month. So I haven't had to do this yet since we've started the grid. That's what I was thinking, yeah. There you go. So, so yeah, there's going to be one Saturday a month where – I would like to get done between two and a half and three hours because I have to be up at 7.40 a.m. So, What ridiculous thing to say. Yes. And, of course, I say all this when Joseph and I have 100% stayed up till 4 a.m. on a post-show stream when I have to work at the same time the next morning. So yeah. it's, We're it's also more... in the midst of a four-hour podcast, which is, you know, seems telling. Yeah. yeah. So it's it's just hypothetically we're gonna try to wrap it up a little bit sooner. Um, we're gonna, you know me, the draft's gonna play out exactly how the draft needs to play out. We'll get done when we get done. Um, it's just we're gonna try to get done a little bit. What we should sure. probably do is last week when we did the draft, we did like an extra hour of just like just bullshit. Yeah, we should we probably don't need to do that this time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and yes, look. Um, Joseph can attest to this, that, that um, literally my thought process was we have to end the grin early this week. What can we do to make it up to the people who are paying $1 a month for our, for our, for our 20 plus hours of streaming? <laughs> um, so don't ever say that we don't, we don't, we're not, we're trying to give you guys content. Um, but I, I mean, I actually, it's a really good idea too, because Dynamite's the next night. Yeah. We'll get to review it. Uh, the distraction's not till Thursday, so it's not topical by the time. I know you mm-hmm. guys will probably talk about it on Monday, but yeah, but that's a different audience almost, right? Yeah. Like, so, so we'll get to talk about. Um, maybe we got to talk to Bob and Oracle. Some things may change if they're going to be there Saturday night. We'll probably move the match of the week to Saturday, yeah. um, because we actually we have another hour to review too because of the buy-in. Um, Oh, yeah. yeah, shit. So, so, and then the following Saturday, we will we'll do our our In normal. Fairness, we don't have to talk about the rampage main event. That's fair. We'll probably end up having to talk about it though. Very very brief, though, right? We're being honest with each other. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it'll be fun. Like this was originally our plan was to do this both weeks, and that second week kind of fell apart. Um. There's still a chance that I'm going to end up doing the, the two screen thing and watching both Dynamite and the football game. I think I did that once last year and I kind of hated it. So, yes, a lot. That's that same. That seems yeah. like frustrate me. My uh, my thought process on it is number one, wrestling holds up better not live, and number two, I've got fucking 52 episodes of Dynamite a year, and Ohio State plays 12 times a year, so I'm going to take the football game more seriously. Um, I just the thing with that Saturday show is it would have been a great pop if Bud Matt had been announced while we were on the air. Yeah, yeah, because there's a chance he's going to debut at fucking. But I just Impact that night. I'm going to review that show, so like if I'm going to do it, I might as well like get that moment as a fan, <laughs> you know, yeah. like rather than knowing everything happens and then watching it the next day, which is trust right. me, that's tough. That's tough. Um, um, I can't remember. There was something else I was going to say, and I can't remember what it was. Oh hell. That uh, that dynamite in the the dark taping that follows it is actually going to be fascinating because half the roster's yep. gone. Um, that might be something to think. And look, I'm springing this on Joe on the air, but like 
there may be the possibility of us going like uh doing something Sunday evening mm-hmm. after the dark tapings and we can talk about dynamite and we can talk about um, we'll have to put we'll have to make it very clear to everyone that we're gonna be spoiling dark. Um not the results, yeah. but we the we're talent. definitely gonna, yeah. yeah, we're definitely gonna I can't it kind of gives me that NXT nostalgia, having my pal JJ tweeting out all the pictures and and seeing what's happening. And I think that's gonna be a really interesting one because again, half the talent's on the boat. So we're gonna get like eight Eddie Kingston matches. Yeah. God that's bless. gonna be a real interesting taping. I think we're gonna get a lot of uh indie guys and a lot of longer matches. Um could be could be totally wrong about that. Um if ever Brian Danielson's gonna work a dark taping. It's going to be that one because he's going to be in town. Uh, wow. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's literally just, you know, he's still going to be in Orlando. So um, wouldn't surprise me at all. CM Punk cuts a promo at Universal. Um, he's not going to wrestle at Universal, but. Yeah, I don't even know if he's going to promo, promo. <laughs> Yeah. He'll probably be on the plane out of there the next morning. But um, I don't know. It's going to, that's going to be a fun week. And I hate these fucking Saturday Dynamites. Um See, I, I have fun with them. It's fun because it's on so late here that Saturday is a lot more fun for me. Saturday, you know, it's, it works. Well, you're not but... a college football fan. That's the problem for me. Yeah. It's like it interrupts. My, if it wasn't in during the fall, I wouldn't care. Fair. Um, and then it, it, we're probably still going to get it once or twice because, mm-hmm. like, this past Wednesday, the baseball game was on TBS. So, um, in theory – they could have they that week like they could move dynamite to TNT um if hockey yeah. hasn't started yet so maybe they would do that instead of moving it to Saturday but um it'll be better though right on average i mean that summer of the nba stuff was crazy this year it was yeah oh yeah it will be because that's the only real conflict is baseball playoffs right um, so yeah i i mean i think i think it's a great move um I don't know why people are even remotely worried about that. They're like fucking losers. Yeah. They're equal networks. It's really cool that they're both on. They're going to be on both now. I think I love that the rampage is staying on TNT. It's very confusing though. Shoot. Very, very confusing. Very troubling. Hey Joe, remember when we were going to wrap it up at three hours? (laughs) Yeah, we should probably do that now. This is what everyone's going to do tomorrow morning when they wake up and check their podcast feed. Oh my God. You've got to be kidding me. Holy Christ. Fair. We're fucking nuts, dude. Dude, I look. There's a chance that like this will wear off, but I think at this point it's probably not going to. Um, I think it's become very clear that that Joe and I like talking about professional wrestling with each other. Um, yeah. And so that's basically just what this content is like. Apparently, people um, watch it. It's weird. Yeah. Like, I, I mean, literally, these aren't, to me, we aren't doing shows. Like, we're just, just the, talking. that's what the conversational thing is funny is because it's both a stupid ass statement, but it's also true. Like, I wouldn't really call these shows. They're just conversations. Like, yeah. we're just on here talking. Like, we had literally nothing planned tonight. We built shows around a Tony Khan tweet. You um, was alarmed. Five minutes into this show, you appeared to think this show was going to suck. Yeah. I was like, well, we don't have anything to talk about. And then we just started going, man. Like, all it took was one topic to come up and then <laughs> just constructed a whole third promotion. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, Joe, I think Joe said to me, what was it? You said, like, sooner or later, we're, we're going to get mad at each other or something. I was like, 
Will we though? <laughs> no, yeah, I don't think so. I mean, at this point, we've done so many goddamn hours. But yeah, like, I just the thing with podcasting is it can't be intertwined with business. Yeah. So right now, this is a Patreon page. Shoot is making t-shirts and and popping himself, and that's just Shoot's vehicle, right? Like I'm yeah. I'm leaving you to do the t-shirts and whatever yeah. they make, they make. Eventually, I would like to better pay the guys that come on these shows more regularly. Stay tuned. Um, but, like, realistically, it's just a fun venture for us. Yeah, I don't when, care about the money at all. When podcasts start becoming a full-on business thing, it's like... Yeah. that has like I have hard. no interest in that one. And it's funny because this is... Um, fuck it. We'll just talk. Like, the ego part of me is, like, 100% convinced that we could actually, like, do something yeah. and, like, do well with it. Not... I mean, you're, you have your thing with Jeremy. I'm not trying to... Right replace that or undercut like but i'm just saying like if we were in that if that was something that interests us i think we would be successful at it but right. that doesn't interest me at all the last thing i want this to be is like an obligation or i mean job's not the right word but like i'm just doing this to have fun man like you tried to pay me once already and i said no probably won't do that again <laughs> <laughs> um yeah that's yeah, cool. I mean, we're just having fun. I mean, look, if it isn't any more clear, like, we fucking, it's a dollar to get in here. Like, and we're not going to change that. This so. be real, bro. This put ourselves over. That's fucking crazy. Yeah, like, we're not in this for there, the money. There's dudes out there doing $20 tiers, man. And $30 aren't coming, tiers. Come yeah, on. and aren't producing nearly the content we're producing. Like... I'm not saying we're good Samaritans or anything, but like, come on. If nothing else, we guys have respect for your money. <laughs> we give you the most ridiculous bang for that buck ever. <laughs> to me, and look, I mean, I came in this after it started, but my only mindset with the Patreon is that it's a paywall to protect us. Yes. <laughs> um, to keep our rivals. <laughs> and look... <laughs> I have no doubt that the time is going to come that someone's going to sign up for this and they're going to fucking screen cap something that we don't want them to screen cap and it's going to be yeah. not good. It's We're going to blow it way out of proportion. Um, but yes, we uh, we keep the stuff behind a paywall for a reason. Now, there's stuff that's very obvious that we're not going to get mad if you fucking record it and put it on Twitter. Us making fun of Bob, us making fun of each other. You know, playing clips, doing fucking countdowns, but like our actual takes, like that's yeah. that's supposed to stay behind the paywall. We don't. I'm not looking for that confrontation in my life. I'm too fucking old for that shit. On the flip side, I would just block everybody and move on. So <laughs> I don't actually know why I care so much because that is 100 what I would do. <laughs> do you remember when you said you were going to go on the MLW hashtag and block everyone that was positive about? <laughs> I the didn't show. do that. <laughs> Joseph, when I on my old account before I, because I this uh, I was on Twitter for like 2009. My God, uh, yeah, I, th this I like was basically mostly just baseball. I was on Marlins Twitter, and like I decided I did like I didn't want to annoy them with my wrestling tweets, which is really funny that that's how my brain works. And like JJ got me to create a new account just for wrestling, so I was like, that's cool. I can keep them separate. And of course, I did that, and then I immediately lost interest in my other account and stopped tweeting yeah. on it. Um, but on the old account, I uh, we had a pitcher. wasn't there very long. I think his name was Hunter Servinka, left-handed pitcher um, 
for the Marlins, and he fucking sucked. Like, um, I don't remember what I tweeted about him, but his dad comes in my mentions. <laughs> and I, he told me something. I can't remember what he said, but um, it was basically the equivalent. I was like, I was the fat guy on the playground that got picked last. And like, I replied to him and, you know, this was your phrase. So I know I didn't say this, but basically what I said was factual. Yes. <laughs> but then <laughs> I proceeded to block him. And then because the last name Cervinka is not exactly a common name, I searched the name Cervinka <laughs> and I blocked every single person on Twitter with that name. Because <laughs> I was like, I don't want to run into their brother or their sister or... <laughs> Yeah, running, running to <laughs> By the way, I love that I just got credited for the word factual. <laughs> well, that's that's where I got like yeah. factual. You, that's like one of your go-to replies on Twitter, and that's where now we all say it. That's kind of how our section of Twitter works. Like, I didn't realize like I'd achieved that status that where I was like a tastemaker for phrases. You know, yeah. factual is yours. Sorry to hear that's Bob's. Yeah, um, I'm oh, sure. Oh, filth, some... filth is mine. Filth is yours. Saw, yeah. Yeah, when I saw people going going with filth, I was like, "I've made it in this business," you know. I think I have one or two, but I can't think of them off the top of my head. I could be wrong about that, but see, to me, you're like the you you most brilliantly weaponized the cowboy hat. Yeah, yeah. Which I mean, if you're proud of that, I don't know, but it seems I'm like very a real proud thing. of it. Good, good. I don't care. Bob's obviously the one that you know makes it political a lot. I uh. The best was uh, my buddy Steve. I don't know if you saw this. I did a thread, uh, the tag team match. Uh, I put, or I don't think it was a tag team match. I think it was it was Ty and Anna and Bunny and Penelope. But I don't think it was the tag team match. I think it was one of their matches where they're managing. And I stole Bob's bit. So I tweeted, like, as each of them came out, I tweeted, like, Penelope Ford, hello. And then I replied to that with the Bunny, hello. And then I replied to that with Anna J, hello. And like I did all four. And my buddy Steve replies to that and tags my wife. <laughs> and then, and all she did was come in and reply with, well, they're not ugly. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I, I don't, that whole thing is always weird to me. Like, my wife sends me pictures of like, <laughs> well, I, I think. This is my genuine take on that, okay? I think that there are people that have fun with that stuff on Twitter. I think there is some people that get really weird with it. I'm going to be honest. 100%. When I say that, that, I'm not even just talking about like the super extreme, like, you know, obviously there's ones we all agree are weird, like fetish accounts and shit. Like, enjoy your shit, but don't bring it on my timeline, please. I'll be completely honest. I'd imagine if you're like a female professional wrestling fan, it's kind of lame when. Fucking Ty Conti comes out and the whole timeline fills up with just filth. I can get why that'd be weird. Yeah. That's I why I just su- tweet, I just tweet cowboy hats. Yes. I would suggest how do I stay as politely about my friend Rob O'Neill? I would suggest that he probably could have asked less women to kill him over the last year. Yeah, that's that's a yeah. weird bit for me. He could make that I think he could make that like a you know, like a cornerstone event that he goes to once every couple months. Four times a show, I think at that point you just come across like a lunatic. I'm gonna be very honest with you guys. Yeah, Demon brings up a great point in the chat. Ty Conti, there's that AW not safe for work account. Which and every time 
Every time they tweet about Ty, she just fucking retweets it. She doesn't give a shit. Well, yeah, because like, and that, look, here's the thing. It isn't a case of acting oblivious to it. Yeah. I just think, I don't know, man. <laughs> no, I mean, at least Bob's tweets are fine. You and I have had a lot of conversations about this shoot. I'll, I'll say this much. I'd rather have Bob tweeting that he wants someone to frame off a fucking rooftop than have the weirdos that like pretend it's not at all that direction. You know? Oh, that's yeah. me. Now, shoot, to be clear, you can be a big fan of women's wrestling without it being fueled by that. Absolutely. However, it's very, very obvious when people are not in that. <laughs> I mean, the thing that. is, I don't think there's anything wrong with just admitting it. Like, look, Ty Conti looks fucking awesome, but she also can beat the shit out of people. Yes, she rules. No, I'm like, I'm, there's, I, look, I'm not knocking anyone. Like, you know, a hot girl on wrestling television who can't, you're allowed to, yeah, okay, doesn't fair. do anything for me because I can, you can see that anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure, like, yeah, uh, no, I, I'm just, look, uh, you get what I'm saying. You know? Yeah. But the thing, and here's the thing. And yes, the extremism stuff is weird, but there's like, I think we pretend that we're the only ones that do it. I've told you the story, like, you know, Buddy Matthews is my favorite wrestler. And like, my wife goes on Instagram and fawns over his topless pics of him posing. I I could make that weird if I wanted to, but why? For sure. But what I'm saying is, is if when you're as a Buddy Matthews fan, when you go on Twitter, the timeline is definitely not just like filled with people like oh, Buddy Murphy V trigger yeah. me into hell. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just saying I don't know. I've never been. No, you're shoes, right. Like, it's a very weird thing that. that you, look, I, I think I'm most a different people are too, just messing around for sure. But like, you yeah. got to realize I can't. Like, I've got to be way more careful with what I tweet because, like, look, for better or worse, I kind of represent Fightful. Right. Sorry so I'm definitely not going to. I'm definitely not going to tweet like you know Ty Conti kicked my head off and laugh about it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry to hear that was a burial of you, not fightful. I want to make that very clear. <laughs> okay. That's way better. <laughs> I saw yeah. a look on your face, so I wanted to be clear where I was going there. That's fine. All right, let's get out of here. Shoot, it's actually going to need to go before this is insane. Do you, do you have any final hours? Do you have any final statements? Um, I don't think so. We're the measuring sure. stick of uh, wrestling conversational content. Um, <laughs> well, that's not going away. That's in my Dude. Twitter bio now. Um, I'm 100% going to find a way to work some kind of graphic into the top of our show that says, like, I just want, like, late night grin logo and then, yeah. like, the measuring stick with, like, some kind of sound effect or something. And I want that to play at the start of every show we do from now on. On the Patreon, um, <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> the where the big bulbs play. <laughs> yes, that's a great one too. I'm probably gonna make that shirt. I did. I, I didn't tell you. I found a. Uh, I found the font of the original WCW logo. Oh, so I'm oh, probably wow. gonna make like LNG where the big boys play and just throw it up on the site. Um, big Bob's play. Excuse me. Um, or just where the is it just where the big Bob plays? I don't know, yeah, I think that's probably the best one. Where the big Bob I do, plays. I do like the idea that it's just any Bob and we've only found O'Neill. Yeah. <laughs> um. Right now at three 
hours and 58 minutes, we will remind you that we'll be back tomorrow night for the Grin Along. <laughs> so we That's haven't mentioned my... once the entire show. That's some AEW shit. Yeah. It's the Grin of Might, right? Grin of Might? Are we doing Grin of Might? Okay. I think we're just going to just do it as like the Wednesday night. Grin of Might? Grin of Might. Just for these two. So Grin Along will be the Monday show. There you go. Okay. Folks, um, if you haven't realized, we're going to work Grin into the title of every show we do from now on. Um, sometimes it'll be good. Sometimes it'll be terrible. Is that a me thing? Yes. Okay. Yes. The grin started from you. Okay. I'm trying to figure out what context. I, I don't remember either. Um, I could like, I'm going to have to look now. Cause I swear that comes from you. No, I, I'm confident it comes from me. I'm just trying to figure out like, if I would just tweet it just generally, you know, I think you would like, I think you used yeah. to put like grinning at the end of stuff. And, yeah, like, you're right. <laughs> yeah. And so, no, it's not pre dynamite. There is no dynamite tomorrow, Meach. So we're replacing dynamite at 8 p.m. Um, yes. And we're being counter programmed by fucking Tony Khan. Yeah. So, and then eventually the show will happen on Mondays when I get done having my teeth worked on. Um, Preferably Bob and Joe will just do it without me until I'm back. But if not, we'll wait till I'm back. No, we're not doing that. Okay. So it could, it'll probably still be a couple months. Um, but yeah, the, the audio stream is about to run out. So, uh, boy, <laughs> <laughs> speak tomorrow, folks. Oh, God. It's like 20 hours away. Oh, hell. <laughs>